0: that only seats two it doesn't matter just what i do the more you up something the farther away it gets and i'm spending all my time thinking about this and now i'm writing it down because i'm hoping it'll stick
1: welcome to they them There's, a monthly non-binary discussion podcast
0: we're here we're queer let's talk about shit
1: my name is casey and i use they them pronouns
0: my name is Nayland, and I use they, them pronouns.
1: My name is Rain, and I also use they, them pronouns. Oh, Rain, what are we doing today?
2: We are interviewing, talking with <laughs> Nayland Blake. Um, we're so excited. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Thank you for joining us.
0: Thank you for inviting me.
1: Of course. Who,
0: okay, so whose idea was this? <laughs>
1: What do you mean? I'm just, no, like, I'm just, I'm genuinely just, at, that sounded so sarcastic. Who let, I just, who let you in here? No, I mean, I'm genuinely just asking, like, like, Rain, how did you, like, invite Nayland onto the show? Um, I DM'd
2: them and I said, hey, would you maybe want to be on our podcast? And they said yes. And I was like, what? It worked! At
0: the the drop of the hat. (laughs) I was so excited.
1: Well, I am very fucking grateful because um, I think you're super cool. And (laughs) I'm excited to ask you questions and give you compliments.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh, well, Uh, thank you so much.
1: Do you want to, like, can you introduce yourself? um, Give, like, a little, like... Say who you are, where you are, um, and like what your body of work is like, a little bit.
0: Yeah, sure. I'm uh I'm Nayland Blake. I um was born in New York City in 1960, and I call myself an artist, um, an educator, and an instigator, and so. For many years now i've made work in a variety of different mediums um sculpture performance uh and i'm also a teacher and general lover of culture
1: <laughs> yeah, I can tell i can <laughs> 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 well, I just, like i've been i've been reading about you, and I was just like, "Oh like I read like a uh, an art in America." Uh, article from like 2016 i think mm-hmm. and i was just like yes 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 like s- <laughs> like snaps you know that kind of stuff like that that level of enthusiasm because like i mean you you're a furry first of all do we have we mentioned <laughs> that yet you're a furry no we mm-hmm. haven't mentioned that yet we're gonna and i think that. and like and you bring it into you 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 bring that fact like into fine art spaces and reading,
2: reading that article, have to explain what furries was, was like one of the best experiences <laughs> in recent memory for me. <laughs> they did a good job. They did a good they job. Did. They did. A, they did a very good job. It was a little clinical, but it was so good. Yeah. Just, and the thought of someone reading that and having no clue what it was beforehand, it's like, this is a
1: good introduction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or, or having the, the experience of like CSI or, like, you know, the, the usual like TV. <sighs> Oh my god. Um, you know, <laughs> I remember presentations of furries.
1: That that's how I was introduced to furries was that CSI <laughs> episode. I know what you're talking what? about. Yeah, CSI did a furry episode? Yeah, it oh, was yeah. hateful. It was awful. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It was
0: super. Wait, it was Oh but, my god.
2: But you know, oh, I yeah.
0: shouldn't I, you have probably been connected as a furry for a lot longer than I have. I have to say I have to say that I got connected to the fandom through a friend in uh, that I met through LiveJournal. And it was quite a while before I even could really think of myself as a furry, although the work that I made has has always been about trying to explore my identity through various kinds of representations. It really took a while before I could even, like, really connect what that would so I was like a sort of furry lurker for a while.
3: <laughs> That's um, how it starts before. Yeah. It's
0: like, yeah. Many there, of us you are you know, it's like, okay, what it what is this about? And there's a lot of things that were super cool about it to me from an intellectual level. Um and then it started to click and make more sense. Um I think I actually had a little bit of furry resistance because In the late 80s and early 90s, I was really excited about, like, the bear community, like, the gay male bear community. Mm. And that kind of quickly got um, a little cringy with, like, guys walking around going woof to each other all the time. And, you (laughs) you know, they were not, like, their sort of animal totem identification was a little like, oh guys this is (laughs) this is a little um not so thought through (laughs) so i stepped back from that but it but then later on i i learned more about furries um in part because of an artist friend of mine named michelle whose work was very much about her own identification with animals Um and she wasn't operating so much in the furry fandom space, but in the sort of fine art space. Um, and also was very into pony play, like so. Um, sort of from the kink BDSM space. So that was one of the first places I found out about it.
1: Yeah, and can you? I'm curious, like, what it's meant for you, like, as a person, to uh, well, explore that space. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Sure. I, to me, for my entire life, I think I've been really excited about the places where people start to make up their own definitions
4: oh, yeah. and
0: and their own sort of possibilities for um what their lives could be. You know, in part, it's because of what my family background is, and part of my my sort of socialization background so i should say that um i'm biracial um my dad is black um and when i was born in 1960 um your birth certificate your race was listed as your father's race Mm. you know thank you patriarchy yeah uh so i kind of grew up this
1: child (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, and also, and also, um, thank you, American racism. And, and, um, and because when my parents got married in 1960, um, their marriage was actually illegal in still illegal in 19 states. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: You couldn't have, uh, it, it was illegal for, for, um, black and for black and white folks to get married. And there used to be something called the one drop rule, which was meant if you had one drop of black blood, you could be legally classed as black, which meant that, in you know, under slavery, you could be property. Mm-hmm. So for me, kind of growing up officially black and passing as white, and then also then leading into my own thinking about gender i've spent a lot of time passing in various situations and thinking about that and trying to imagine spaces where that uh was not such a oppressive situation i guess is the way to say it
1: yeah uh sorry i'm not like going to be very articulate about this um Oh crap. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well,
0: well we kind of got there from furry. So yeah, so yeah. I guess so, so so to go back to the furry thing, it's when I um really started to encounter more folks in the furry fandom, it was like, oh, here's this really interesting way that people are using art they're using drawing they're using writing they're using costume to give themselves the 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 bodies and identifications that more accurately reflect them
1: yeah i i think i don't know i'm like i'm like deeply impressed by anyone who would say those things without like some weird bias do you know what i mean like the way that you're describing it is not the way that I feel like a lot of people would go about describing (laughs) furries, you know, you're, you're like, I mean, I mean, I feel the exact same way that you do. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, the creative expression of your own individual identity is like, like a powerful, powerful, like, right that you can, you know, exert over yourself. I'm, I'm so appreciative. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually like, I I wrote in my notes that like, the fact that y- you wear your fursuit in fine art spaces and it's, like, a part of your practice, like, that's that's very cool, obviously. But I love that you also acknowledge the greater community. And I feel like that isn't necessarily something that everybody would do. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, you're in a fursuit and you're performing and, you know, like, I, I feel like there are a lot of people who would come to a fine art space and find that, like very interesting and jarring and there are i don't want to i don't want to make like big generalizations but it feels to me that there would be some artists who would be like I invented this this is my individual mm. thing that I have but you of course are like no being a furry is like being part of something greater um
0: <laughs> yeah that I'm not the expert like I mean we can talk about that suit. Like it is, as far as other folks' fursuits, suits, it is kind of cobbled together. And it, you know, it, I still have dreams of commissioning a real fursuit. suit. <laughs> <laughs> Could you please you tell know. us
2: about uh your persona? Uh, well, or your sona, I guess.
0: Sona yeah. So the persona? so the the one that I have brought into most publicly in fine art spaces is uh, named Noman. Um, Noman is a bear bison um, hybrid and is in in some ways an expression of my fussy brainy side, but also has a kind of well, I I love that that Noman's body is really mutable, right? Yeah. So, um that discovering people who were um whose personas were hybrids or whose personas were could switch their gender and stuff was um a real like revelation for me in terms of thinking about um you know what a persona could mean. So yeah, that's That's them. And um and the performances that I've done with them have been a uh have have really revolved around people being able to use Gnomen as a kind of bearer of their secrets and almost like a uh like a a big stuffed animal, right, that you would tell stuff to when you were a kid. To me, when I think about, um, you know, when we think about sculpture, right, we think about like, oh, some big welded steel thing in the middle of a plaza. But, <laughs> some Richard
2: Serra.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but a stuffed animal is as much of a sculpture. And we have such a different emotional relationship to it. Oh, I, um, love and I'm so, just, I love that. I love that
1: sentiment. Oh my God.
2: <laughs> oh
0: my God.
2: I feel yeah. like soft, soft sculpture is so much more intimate, too.
0: Exactly. And I I grew up seeing, like, Klaus Oldenburg sculptures at, at museums and, and loved that stuff. And I should say, like, I've also, I mean, in terms of art performance, I've done a lot of performances in, like, bunny suits, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, but those are not tied to a specific... That is was really distinct from having a persona, Right. So I, I think maybe that stuff was kind of the lead up <laughs> to this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have you attended, like, any furry conventions or, like... Um... No,
0: it's been... Uh, and that's, you know, that's been really frustrating. In part because I have... It, it's been, like in years I've been like, okay, this is the year I'm going to go. I'm going to like, you know, really do it and make the time and go. And I've just never had the time. Like that's like, that speaks to my imposter syndrome, right? How how can I really call myself a furry? (laughs) Haven't gone to a fur con. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: feel that. I really feel that. Yeah. I mean, any kind of community like that, you're going to feel like an imposter for like a good portion before you don't you know
0: yeah well I mean and and um peek behind the curtain I I asked y'all to send me a couple of questions beforehand and and one of the questions that you sent was asking about sort of my journey around gender and the thing that really came up for me was that you know as a kid and as an adolescent I was really like a science fiction and comic fan.
3: Mm -hmm. And I
0: was like deeply into that like fandom in the like late 60s and early 70s. And then bounced from it because it was so misogynist and so straight. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that's been super exciting to me and i feel a real part of my journey in the in the past decade is connecting with like queer comic creators um uh and and you know queer folks in science fiction fandom and and that there's the flame con conventions here in uh in new york which have totally it it it's one of the places where i finally felt at home like being able to like cosplay at that con and like and and just meet up with all of these different folks um who you know some of whom are my age or a little bit younger and who also existed on like the periphery of the scenes of those fandoms for many years that felt like a kind of homecoming that I had wanted for a long long time so that convention experience is um is is super valuable to me
2: I just, I just burst into tears. I don't know about you, Casey. <laughs> um, I also like fist pumped so hard. I'm surprised the mic didn't pick it up. <laughs> like I'm gonna get. I'm, I want to. I need to get like a little mini McDonald, like McDonald's esque sign that's like, queer comic conventions ha- help me realize I was gay, and then people can just like. Click it when they walk by a t- the table or something. Yes. Oh yeah, my God! Yeah. So I know. There- so many people, I think, have had that experience of like walking into that like a, a large room, seeing all of those people, and you just like feel. I don't know, the spirit whoosh through you and like hit you in the chest and you're just like, oh, what's this feeling?
1: Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what that person's gender is over there or Mm -hmm. that person or that person. Like, it's great. Everybody's
2: hot. Everybody's making interesting work. Why am I crying? I'm so happy. Everybody's hot in a
1: way that you like have never seen before. (laughs)
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) It's because they are, they don't have to be afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Like people living uh, like, authentically
2: is the sexiest yeah. thing in the world. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs>
3: Some
2: yeah. And, and that's what people something that as like, like, like people being cool or hot. Like no, yeah. they're just living authentically. Yeah. Look. Yeah. I, yeah. I
0: yeah. mean, I, I mean FlameCon was the first place that I saw like pronoun stickers. Ah. Uh, yeah. You know at the at the first Flame Con and I'm sure there were you know others like way before that but it was my first time seeing like an an event that actually thought that through
2: Do you remember what year that was?
0: Um I want to say 2015 maybe.
1: Okay, nice. That's <gasps> That's pretty long ago,
0: honestly, for pronoun stickers. It's weird to think of it as long ago, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, <laughs>
1: that it's funny because like I I've been like completely saturated with like comics community for for like a long time now, and so like the idea that pronoun stickers aren't just like a common thing is like something. Right. That's like, oh, that's right. That's uh, I'm. I'm just like in a very safe warm bubble where like pronoun stickers would always be a thing at any event that <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I would uh. I would think to go to.
0: Yeah, but that's the that's the thing. It's like don't talk down the bubble. Like people I, I hear that all the time. It's like, oh, people are living in a bubble. It's like that's what a community is.
1: Yeah, no, I d I didn't it's mean like to a sound thing like I that was we
0: build together.
1: Yeah, I I um I totally agree. And I, it just occurred to me that like I don't know like of course pronoun stickers would be a thing in like a lowbrow art space, kind of like the free imagining of things, and mm-hmm. therefore it's like oh I you know like you're you're more willing to like accept like a, a range of pronouns. I feel like if you mm-hmm. if you. <laughs> If you read all sorts of like futurism and things like that,
0: yeah. Well, let me tell you, like no art fairs have pronoun stickers.
1: Yeah, that's true. I live, um, <laughs> you know,
0: I live, I live like, in Ann
1: Arbor, and we have a pretty heinous art fair. And you are so right.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like I live, the, I live in Grand the, Rapids,
2: and we got Festival of the Arts, and there's none pronoun stickers. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah you know the the art world likes to think of itself as like leading the charge on cultural trends and things like that and it's it it is not it is actually quite conservative because it's so concerned with protecting invested wealth yep and so folks who are trying to make their way in that space get the message very quickly that you don't want to be like too queer, too sentimental, too, too loud. Occasionally we'll be okay with you being kind of working class in a way that we can understand or <sighs> you can talk about your racial background as long as it is in terms that we sanction. But it is... It's actually quite a narrow place, and so I've I've often looked to my nourishment from communities that the art world does not pay attention to, like uh, porn. Yeah, <laughs> like porn is awesome. Porn, porn is, is awesome. like the folk art of queer people. It's, yeah. like, it's how they figure <laughs> out like what they what well, they want to do, how they want to be together.
1: No, you're so right. My um my roommate Carta monir she well I she's a sex
0: worker good okay i was like
1: do you know she's um i was like if you know me you should probably know who carta is um mm-hmm. but you know she she uh she's a sex worker and she um not only that but she obsessively buys old queer publications you know like yeah most of which are are pornographic and it's just like you know, there's like there's like all sorts of comics and and mm-hmm. just like these photography collections. I don't know. You're so fucking
0: right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you're so yeah, fucking yeah. right about that.
0: <laughs> well, this is this is what was you know I lived in San Francisco from 1984 to 1996, and uh, so that was like really formative for the work that I was doing, and that was the heyday of like the queer sex scene. You know, it was like (laughs) independently produced pornography, Yeah. starting with like pro-sex lesbians, but then expanding way out from that. It was some of the places where there were, um, as you say, like independent queer comics or just depictions of different kinds of attraction that weren't mainstream attraction. I actually... With a friend of mine, DL Alvarez, a really amazing artist, put out a queer zine for a while called Brains mm-hmm. that was like the magazine for people, like the sex scene for people who were into smart people. <laughs> um, and our, our first cover star was uh, Mr. Peabody. <laughs> <laughs> it was also for folks who had an eyeglass fetish, <laughs> which I sort of do. <laughs>
1: I guess those things would so kind of go hand in hand, yeah. <laughs> oh yes.
0: So yeah, maybe that was That's another nice early, <laughs> early furry sign that I was like, "Maybe, Mr. Maybe. Peabody." <laughs> um... It I... was not Disney's Robin Hood for me.
2: Oh my goodness. I, I th- okay, so that is one of the questions I sent you. Can we talk about yes. some cartoon characters that you find attractive?
0: I mean, which ones don't I find attractive?
2: Yeah, um, seriously.
0: I, I love Gossamer. Do you know who that is?
2: No. I have to. From what?
0: Gossamer is the big orange monster in in Looney Tunes, that's wearing the sneakers
3: <laughs> oh, oh my that
0: yes. Bugs Bunny gives the manicure to. I,
3: I love him! I, so I love Gossamer! Well, we don't know, know. It's a, we don't
0: know what, what Gossamer's pronouns are. Oh my god,
1: yeah, sorry. Oh god. I don't mean to. <laughs> Terrible. Rude of me. <laughs> I didn't know. Wait, Gossamer also Gossamer doesn't even have a neck, how
0: dare I (laughs) I know How dare I assume a gender But then then does have arms Like, Mm -hmm. occasionally
1: (laughs) Gossamer, to me Like, I have not watched a ton of Looney Tunes But in my mind, Gossamer has this sort of like Real gentleness Mm -hmm. Right? (laughs) They're very like They're like scary, but also kind of Scared right? I, yes. am I? Am I crazy?
0: Well, they get tricked by bugs, right? Oh, There's yeah, the whole thing yes. about the, uh, about the monsters are such interesting people. <laughs> <laughs> you must lead such interesting lives. And they're getting the hair, like the manicure the from bugs. Scene, yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> okay. I can see it in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just hair, good
2: nails, and sneakers <laughs>
0: yeah, I, And, and exactly. eyes, eyes. And Yes, eyes. and eyes,
2: of course <laughs> What else
1: do you
0: need? Yeah, yeah
2: I can't believe I didn't know their name was Gossamer So I so tend to good. say
0: that, like, I'm uh, I'm generally attracted to an a, a proportion More than anything else If somebody is as as wide as they are tall They will catch my interest.
1: Yes, I love that.
0: (laughs) So you can be like six feet tall, just be six feet wide.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I love how you're like, it's okay if you're tall. (laughs) Just also be wide. (laughs) Like I don't have a problem with tall people as long as they're
0: also. I'm more likely to run into people who are like. You know, five feet tall and five feet wide. It's rare that you get somebody it's that's... Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, You know what ratio you like.
0: Exactly. One to one is, I is hot.
1: I mean, it, that... I fucking love oh. that, honestly, because, like, I think that is... Not enough people think about attraction in a way that is, like, personal. People kind of... I mean, in the mainstream, you know, there's, like, this kind of... Mm-hmm. I ideal attractiveness that really i mean that fucking sucks for most people i think because they're not going to go around saying i like this specific thing because it's kind of i guess people get embarrassed you know not my friends right you get
0: shamed out of your actual desire
1: it's true it's true yeah
0: because it's easier to produce a standardized desire and sell it back to you
1: absolutely comfy and safe mm-hmm. in in a terrible, terrible way <laughs> uh, did you did you go to art school
0: i did i I didn't go to art undergrad, but i I went to um, Bard College okay which is a liberal arts school in upstate New York that has actually a really strong Art department, in part because it's really close to New York City, and so it was really easy to get um, get folks up um, from the city to talk about their work. But I also really kind of grew was like an art nerd in high school. So mm-hmm. once, like, like once I sort of drifted away from um, comics and uh, science fiction. I started hanging out with a sort of crew of guys in high school and we, and we would go around to like galleries and participate in like art shows. And there was a very kind of funky DIY, almost like proto-zine scene in the art world at that time that was very easy to enter and participate in, not at the highest levels, but there there was something really exciting about it, and uh, and so that sort of set the stage for me for the sort of things that I was interested in. And then I went to Bard, and then after graduating, I went to Cal Arts for graduate school. So that was the official art school moment, and uh, also got me out to the West Coast.
1: So in all that time, how did you avoid becoming a snob?
0: oh i'm a i'm a total snob i will not i will not talk to boring people oh okay
1: i guess (laughs) i mean okay same but i guess i'm wondering like was there ever a time when you were in art school where you were like or just in your life where you were like the right thing to do is um like paintings or you know like oh sure like was there yeah. ever a time when you were like i i should probably try to fit in and
0: make all
1: you know like when you Have you
2: ever not been cool? Is what we're asking. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I guess I guess I'm just thinking about like
0: I am I am not cool right at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Does the um, system
2: ever accidentally sucker you in? Yeah. No, <laughs> no. but
0: I think I, I think that what happens, and it happens in every community that you enter into, smart and ambitious people will figure out like what are the dominant codes, yeah, or or methods of expression in this community, and how can I. Access them or make use of them. I would say that the big advantage that I had in all of those situations was that there were parts of me that just were not were never going to fit like and and, and not to be like, well, as an elder, um, <laughs> when I got to grad school at CalArts, there were no out gay. Artists, essentially uh-huh. there was the painter Paul Cadmus, but he but even he was not really e- expressly out in the world as gay, so the idea of like making not even like queer art that wasn't even on the horizon, but like gay art was so beyond most people's reckoning. That, you know, part of me knew like, okay, well, this is never like, yes, I could make a bunch of like abstract paintings, and sort of do this thing. And I love abstract painting and still actually do make abstract paintings. But over, you know, I knew that I wasn't going to succeed ever. So I didn't have to worry about succeeding. So, I think that's. <laughs> and then you do love that. I love that.
1: <laughs> I just, I love that. I, I, you're just kind of like, that's not my game.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, this is the thing. So, you enter into a situation, you enter into a community, and you're trying to connect and and be successful in the terms of that community. Eventually, as an artist, you have to learn that. That's not your actual business. Your real business, the real thing that you're here to do, and that I believe that all of us are here to do, is to manifest our unique presence in the world. Yes. Because if you don't do that, you will never get the chance to meet the people who are fans of that unique presence (laughs) and who really need to see your example. And it may be years. I mean this is corny to say, but in part did that work. I mean you say that I'm that I've succeeded. We wouldn't be having this conversation today if I hadn't been willing to not succeed back then. Yeah, And so really that work is for, was for us at some unknown point in the future for me to be able to have that discussion, <laughs> you know, this. for me to be able <laughs> to like find like the folks who were thinking, were thinking in the same way that I was thinking yeah. um, in the same like complicated and messy way that I was thinking. And so, you know, you, Asked me also about like the first time I heard the term non-binary, and and I would say that it like I I probably heard it over a decade ago, but it was only a few years ago that I read someone else writing something that was like it's okay to call yourself non-binary even if you don't present in this way even if you are not even if you don't come out of this community or this experience of it and it was the first time that i felt like i could actually use that label without it being offensive to other to other folks
1: (laughs) yeah i feel that
0: and so that's like that's a piece of encouragement that was years in the making you know and took someone much younger than me to give me the permission to to do that and Ugh. and I think that that's what all of this is about like we don't have families that pass down traditions to us we have to like make it all up and 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 that's what the our our work is in culture
1: yeah oh my god <laughs> <laughs> well, you're oh. right, uh, and I agree with you. <laughs> uh,
2: correct. All of
1: that is <laughs>
2: true. All of that is true. But, but, is but true. what about
0: fairness and video game criticism?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, can you speak to that? <laughs> Yeah, I, what about games journalism Nayland?
2: Uh,
0: yes, exactly. <laughs>
1: isn't isn't that funny though how you can like read I don't know, like just read something on the internet that just like gives you permission to do something? I don't know. Yeah. It's it's just so weird because like you think it will occur to you on your own. Mm-mm. And and you know some things of course do. It's just crazy like the internet is such a vast resource of like other people's thoughts and
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I've lived long enough to see people invent terms that clarified my experience, yeah, yeah, you know, and that's miraculous it's it
1: it fucking is, and like there's also always like such a knee jerk reaction shit like that, of course, because it's like, are we allowed to change vocabulary?" <laughs>
2: Eric, mm-hmm. Are we allowed to make up new words? It's like, yeah, yeah. I, know, okay,
1: I know human language has <laughs> developed over thousands and thousands of years, but shouldn't we, like, just make it be the same from now on?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no,
1: they, oh, shit, they put a cap
2: on it. We're done. Sorry. We've used yeah. up Cause all if the new Because
0: if you change it around, then I'll be scared.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, well, then mm. I, I'll have to, I might have to change the way I think.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, because I've seen this happen in a lot of different communities I feel like I've gotten some clarity around it and and the way that I talk about it is that I think that there are two kinds of people there are people who
1: I have this copied and go- pasted <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh okay
1: yeah, yeah, sorry we sorry. both just well, got so excited read
0: it, read it back to me <laughs> no.
1: okay fine
0: I mean, I do repeat myself.
1: Oh, my God. Where did I put it? Where did I put I'm it? I'm like
2: Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen with my coffee cup right now. I'm like, they're about to say the title. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thing. No,
1: you have to do it. You have to do it. I'm sorry. I can't find the note. <laughs> Please.
0: Oh, my I God. Okay. So there are there, there are people who fuck to explore the possibilities of expanding their idea of an identity. And there are people who fuck to confirm an identity they already have. And I think that, like, and, and when I say fuck, I mean, like, make culture. Um, I I use that term specifically, like, in the kink world, like, people who, you know, experiment with different kinds of, of BDSM. But you see it in, I saw it really clearly in the bear community. Like, when that community was first coming into being it was all of the all, all the men who were like too fat, too hairy, too old to be accepted in various areas of the mainstream gay community at the time and by adopting this name they made themselves visible to each other yes and and were able to like come up with this space that was kind of opened out as social space, and a lot of it happened online but it but it there was a period of time where it was like it was unclear who was a bear and who wasn't and I loved that period like that <laughs> like it was so interesting and exciting, and then very quickly afterwards, you got a bunch of folks who came into that space and all of their energy went into defining like no this is what a bear is
3: uh yeah
0: and and it comes out of fear it comes out of like let me name this so i never have to think about it again as uh, opposed yeah. to let me name this as a way of trying to think about it and think about it through different lenses yeah like right
1: right like some people think a definition means you no longer have to engage. Yeah. Yeah, and some people think a definition... I mean, but it, you should always engage, basically. <laughs> I don't know, like,
0: you should <laughs> mm-hmm. keep thinking. You know, exhausting as it is.
1: Exhausting, yeah, exhausting as it is, it's... It's vitally important, especially if you're an artist. Uh, in my opinion, yeah, I I actually found well, the can copy paste. It also be joyous. <laughs> I fa- I finally found the the copy paste where I, mm-hmm. I copied what you just said, but I there's like a little. Parenthetical under it where I wrote elaborate because <laughs> <I just, laughs> it's, it's just such it's, a good... the
2: tine, it's like a 0. 0.5 text. Yeah, yeah.
1: Elaborate on this,
2: but um. And then you have hedonism with a little smiley face. Oh yeah! Yay! <laughs> I really, I really liked that one too.
1: Yeah, because I feel like there's there is an element of hedonism that's reflected in your work, or maybe I'm just like associating oh, yeah. hedonism and queerness or something. Um, yeah.
0: No, I'm 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 big on pleasure. Like yeah, I'm same. like I, yeah, it's yeah. Well, that's why I You're I'm the
2: Do you are think... the first artist that I know of that um does feeder art? Which I mm-hmm. think is so interesting. Yeah. That role <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. I,
1: I love that. I really yeah. really love that.
2: Fe- yeah, your piece feeder too. I want to talk about for a moment if that's okay sure. if you don't mind. So this is a one-room cabin made out of a steel frame and gingerbread. Mm-hmm. I love this! <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much! <laughs> and people and, ate
0: it. And part of it... I mean, I can tell you how like that started. Please. When that piece was first shown, it's also shown in conjunction with an hour-long videotape called Gorge, where I am seated shirtless in front of in a static shot from a camera while someone else feeds me a variety of food for an hour. Um, And I basically am just eating whatever they feed me. Subsequently, I've done that as a performance over the years where um, I will be seated in front of the audience and the audience. uh, There's a table of food behind me. People from the audience... Come up and feed me. Oh. Again, I eat whatever they feed me.
1: <laughs> I love this. Is like I love this. as, like an alternative to like that Marina Abramovich thing where she's like, "Here's a bunch of objects, including a gun. Do what you want to me." Yeah. And you're like, you're "Yeah, like, yeah, f- f- give me food." <laughs> like,
2: this- right? Well, yeah. Really, like, Maybe think it. of um, I really <laughs> <prefer it. laughs> like Yoko Ono's yeah. cut piece too. Yeah. Like that which I'm which is so scary. Exactly
0: the inspiration <laughs> yeah, because. What's interesting in like watching those pieces is, OK, because it's, it, it's not about us as the performer. it's about what will the audience as in some ways as a collective, decide to do? Like, as each person comes up and feeds me, like i notice that people start to like introduce like little gags or little swagger like they they like <laughs> like they are suddenly on stage right and they're doing mm-hmm. that similarly like when you watch the performance of the of cut piece it it's heartbreaking in some ways because it's so you'd see people being so creepy to yoko ono mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: you know it's such a it's such a moving piece that's really interesting to me from like an aesthetic point of view right where there's suddenly this kind of permission and feeder 2 is about a similar sort of thing it's about like all of our lives we grow up with the story of hansel and gretel what if and that house made out of like cake you know in the middle of the forest what mm-hmm. if that house was here
1: mm mm-hmm. mhm and there wasn't the consequence of death or whatever
0: right Right. there was yeah there wasn't a a witch for you to push into the oven
3: yeah
0: yeah and and it's what if you had finally as much as you want right (laughs) and and you know as somebody i mean the other thing that i that has been a big part of my work is like thinking about myself as a fat person and a person who has been like borderline anorectic and had like really, you know, mixed messages about food and health growing up. It's like, okay, well, what if you finally had enough food? What if you just had as much as you wanted?
1: Yeah. I, it's so, it's so, it's so fucking simple and complicated at the same time. It's just such That's what good art, is (laughs) i just i like love it so much because it like i i don't mean to deride uh abramovich or 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 ono um but they're i think especially with abramovich there's like all the objects are are like vile aren't they Uh, and there's like an assumption that you know people want to do bad things to each other which i suppose is true Mm. but i i I, like i feel like i think like, like what you're doing kind of like is, is sort of revealing to me uh like i'm like oh those aren't neutral objects you know they they have a they have their own sort of connotation you know mm-hmm. like because well,
2: i think also it's it's performance art for the audience or the viewers versus performance art for the artist
1: mm-hmm. yeah and anyway, mm-hmm. sorry That's, i feel like i interrupted I... <laughs> you nayland you were saying something <laughs>
0: I think that there's, I I think there's a real difference between Yoko Ono and Abramovich. And and I have to say that I'm not a fan of Abramovich's work after the work with Ule. Mm -hmm. In part, it's because it has taken on its own mystique and taken on its own desire to document itself. And um, so to give you an Uh, an example when the abramovich retrospective was up at moma the artist is present Mm -hmm. there was a real interesting kind of counter exhibition that like a group of queer performance artists put on at another spot in new york called the artist is absent where (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> where a lot of um, trans and non-binary folks and um, folks with varied bodies reenacted a bunch of the early Abramovich pieces. I love that. With, like, zero documentation, like, no photographic documentation, but doing, like, they did the... Um, is it Do What You Will? I can't remember what that... What the name of the pieces with the objects on the table and the screaming piece and, and, uh, the doorway piece. And, and it was a really interesting inhabiting of that work.
1: Oh, I love that. Um,
0: without it being tied to, okay, here you are with the star, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. With the famous person.
0: Yeah, Exactly and it and and it was so irksome to me in the at the MOMA retrospective where this work that was supposed to make you experience the moment like be in the present was all about being shifted into some future with video or being or looking at the past and the people who were were recruited to reenact those pieces sort of were all like the same body type. Mm-hmm. And it seemed really weird. Like, why would you, you know, it, so it just like all the initial premises of that work got really undermined in that presentation. And I think that that's, that's where I would sort of make the distinction, you know, it's like, it's it's what you choose to kind of do with that work yeah down the road that i think is really really important
1: yeah and what what parts of it are precious and what
0: yeah, part, yeah exactly like, like
1: like having like the body types like people yeah i i can see people being like that's an important aspect of the aesthetic of abramovich's work when it's like no you're not really <laughs> you're not really getting the <laughs> <Right>. thing
0: <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, you know, I think the other, the other piece of that is that I'm really interested, like like we started talking about um, Feeder 2 because of fetism, or, or, or as I first encountered it, gaining and encouraging. Mm-hmm. And I guess the other piece of my thinking about this is that a lot of this comes out of interrogating my own sexual desires, right? It's like, mm-hmm. why do I think a thing is hot? Yeah. And it's and it's the same thing as what it's working through in my work, right? Mm-hmm. Like we are attracted to certain sorts of behavior because sex is a way of making meaning for us if we allow it to be.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Have you have you read napkin? Yeah. Ugh, that
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: That like what you're talking about reminds me just like so much of like my first experience reading napkin and like napkin is by my roommate Carmenere but it, it it's just like a a diary of like sexual experiences and there's just this I don't want to say like neutrality because that's like not quite it but mm-hmm. because I don't know like there's no there doesn't seem to be any like boundaries between. Okay, so like heterosexual sex is like very easy to like depict and define, I guess. Um, because mm-hmm. when I read napkin, I was just like, "Holy fuck, sex is like an infinite canvas of, things. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> of like actions and like power dynamics, you know, acts of intimacy and and interactions of gender and." I don't know. It like it completely fucking blew my mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's and, where we define ourselves.
1: Yeah, in in a very like in like such a base way. I don't know. You're right. I don't yeah. know how to say you're right enough. <laughs>
0: well, a book that I that I really love is um, Times Square Red, Times Square Blue by mm-hmm. Samuel R. Delaney. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a, a science fiction writer. But he's, but this book is about sort of the experience of public cruising in Times Square. Um, and he's, he's, he writes really wonderfully about like sort of the emotional valences of public sex. And it has a similar frankness to, to Carter's writing. Yeah. And was really revelatory for me in terms of like someone being willing to make that case.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, oh, I don't know, It, it's a very brave thing, obviously. I don't know, I...
0: Yeah, because we're, you know, we... It's tough to say that our existence matters in the world.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: And, and in part because when someone else says it, we get immediately thrown onto like well why aren't i saying it
3: yeah
0: you know and so when other people see that happening see you doing that they get scared and and one of the ways that they express their fright is by discounting what you're saying right
1: yeah yeah
0: by okay. saying that oh that's boring that's obvious oh furries they're all just drama yeah it's, you know
1: I don't have to pay attention to them now because, yeah. Yeah. Or, like, I don't have to consider that there's, like, maybe a part of me that wants to participate or... Right. Yeah. Having, like, a lot of sincerity and affection in your work, I think you're very, obviously, very courageous in, in many ways, but do you consider sincerity and affection a lot? I mean, I guess you, you must, but <laughs> like in comparison with other art, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: I, I, <laughs> I do. I think that in, <laughs> in in one of my earlier classes, I used to give people the assignment that they had to make a that they had to make a hopeful piece. Oh, yes. And Inevitably, it's an assignment that we would have to do a couple of times because the first usually the first version that they would bring back would be a piece about how hope doesn't work oh. Oh. And I think that there are i I think it's possible to live in optimistic times and pessimistic times, and for us, coming after the twentieth century where we saw in all of these different areas, like big optimistic ideas turn into fascism. Yeah. We are super cautious about being optimistic. Like, it is, we, you're on such safer ground saying that things aren't going to work out. Yeah. But
1: it's like you'll never be a fool if you say that.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. On the other hand, For queer people, that's all we've got. Yeah. You know? For for like black people in the society, that's all we've got. We have to say that something is gonna work out because otherwise, why go on?
3: Yeah. Right.
0: Right? Yeah. So it's so it's not easy for us. It's not the first thing that we go to. So we have to practice it.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, it's become such a trope also. I mean, like, because of reality and because of fiction, that like hope is it, there's always like a twist, you know. There's yeah. always that it's. All, I mean, yeah. like so you said, that be like, careful hope, what you wish for. A hope is a mistake, yes. yeah, that kind of thing. But yeah,
0: and it's but it's a trope, and, and like yeah. people
1: don't realize that it's a it's a trope and not like the default mm-hmm. reality of things.
0: The post-apocalypse is always going to be worse like (laughs) and and right it's like post-apocalypse well you know who is it worse for maybe it's for the people who it's worse for the people who were benefiting off of the system that was dominant beforehand yeah which actually was like other people's post-apocalypse like like basically you know native people uh, on this on this continent have been living in the post-apocalypse for a good you know 600 years at this Shit.
3: Point. <laughs> yeah wow
0: you're like people... they've been, they've been living in that place where, like, you know, invaders came and took all your stuff and destroyed your way of life. Yeah. So yeah. now we're living in a time where, like, a bunch of white European people are like worried about that happening. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. And you know. Yeah. So it's like you have to. The only way to sort of counter that is to be like, okay, let's imagine futures where. It's possible for us to have what we want. Yeah. It's possible I... for us to have the body that we want. It's possible for us to, you know, have relationships with each other that aren't indirect and, and unmediated. It's possible for us to have intimacy. It's possible for us to have joy. Yeah. Because if we don't start imagining those things...
1: They won't come.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> I uh, I agree. <laughs> 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 and I, I it's really just man-made. not so chic.
0: When you were saying that, was is there ever a time when I'm not cool? It's like, yeah, that's uncool. Yeah, like, it's being uncool. optimistic it's... is so fucking uncool.
1: <laughs> it's so fucking, it's so fucking uncool. And like, and yet I've never been able to stop myself. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like one of the first yeah. comics I ever. Wrote was like you should try to Love as many people as possible or some Shit like that. I don't know mm-hmm. um, It just like <laughs> leaks out of me Yeah Well yeah, and we like, love be...
0: Steven Universe Right yeah
1: like growing up Growing up like closeted And miserable like if you Have to you like You have to you have to Hope <laughs> you just have to yeah
3: mm-hmm. Yeah
1: it's you like, just, like you, you grow to grab... identify with that feeling yeah
0: Sorry yeah well and 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 you know growing up closeted and miserable you reach for whatever scraps you can rip away from dominant culture and reconfigure into like the place where you really deserve to live. Mhm. Right? Yeah. Like I I was so into the Oz books as a kid. Mhm. Those books are all about like this country where basically women run everything. <laughs> 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 and, and, like, the, the like, the irritating, you know, the sort of irritating boy turns out to have been, like, the princess under an enchantment. <laughs> 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 and you have, like, robot ah, friends uh-huh. and talking animals. And... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, well, when I was growing up, my obsession was like a show about children who get sucked into the internet and have cool <laughs> animal-like friends in that context. Oh, which show? <laughs> Digimon,
0: yeah. Ah! See, yeah. this is, okay, so this is one of my blind spots, because I I totally, like, I, I, I paid enough attention to Pokemon to know... That I thought Snorlax and Slowbro were cute.
1: Yeah, Snorlax. Mm, I get that. <laughs> that
0: makes... I like yeah, the Pokemon wow. that basically don't do a whole lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <you're> li-
0: <laughs> but um, but then people like I, I hear all the time from folks who are like deeply into Digimon and like queer people, and I I I'm not conversant enough to know it. So so enlighten me.
1: Uh, well, it's about a bunch of kids who are at summer camp and they get sucked into the digital world for some reason from camp and the digital world is just like this kind of like fantasy landscape where there are all these Digimon, which are like
3: Mm -hmm.
1: kind of like Pokemon, but they also are like much weirder, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And
2: they can talk. They have full personalities Yeah, they have
1: full personalities.
2: And
0: oh, they, they don't just say their name over and over again? No. Yeah, they're and like
2: they got- they're they're whole whole people.
1: Yeah, and it's weird because it's like as they evolve, sometimes like weird shit will happen, like there's Gatomon who's like a cat, and then Gatumon Digivolves into like a very sexy angel. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not six, like just six like you do. Yeah. <laughs> And it's got that it's just got like that really weird edge to it. And then like also in the digital world, like there are all these like very weird kind of surreal landscapes because it's the quote unquote digital world. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to an adult. (laughs) 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 You're missing Casey.
2: You're like leaving out the gayest part, which is that the kids get partner Digimon. And the partner Digimon evolve when the kids have strong feelings yeah. based on, like, their, their individual traits. And if they try and evolve their Digimon for the wrong reasons and, like, negative emotions occur... Like trying to digivolve them, they turn into like weird, fucked up, different Monsters. versions of themselves. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. that's wow. a good point. Like feelings,
1: feelings are like way at the center yes. of the show. And I think it's it all was all about feelings and
2: cell phones.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and and for that reason, I feel like it was very, very special to a lot of Young young queers.:
0: I love that. Yeah. I, I'm I think st- growing up you. in the 90s. I'm so glad: the to, like, idea Finally of having, have like... figured out this puzzle because:
2: <laughs> Yeah, the idea of having a personalized individual pet who can talk to you and the idea of having a small device that would let you talk to your friends were equally valuable at yeah. a certain time growing yeah. up. yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So True. it's sort of tamagotchi related.
1: Yes, yes. I'd say that yes.
0: And uh, and sort of um, his dark materials. Yes. Mm.
1: Anyways, that's Digimon.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Glad we could teach you something.
0: Oh my god! B- please, like I—that's the thing. It's like I fucking love this stuff.
1: I know you. you
0: you're know? a culture.
1: You're a culture lover, and I think that's that is extremely important if you're an artist. I don't know, or like there are some yeah, sexy
2: digimon that's... too and
1: and to be like actively actively excited about culture because i feel like there are still there's still like a lot of artists and writers out there who are like nobody reads kafka anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and, and it's like okay mm-hmm. kafka has its value but i wouldn't you know like so do lots of other things in different ways yeah. you know
0: yeah yeah it's just like so yeah hard. and there can be books That are just not—they stuck around for a long time. They're just not very good.
1: (laughs) You know, yeah, and to consume and appreciate culture like without having like huge prejudices against things that are fun. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know.
0: Well, and that's the that's the trick of fandom, right? It's like you come together with people because you love this thing. And then there's certain folks who are just like, yeah, but you don't love it right. So <laughs> yeah. you know, forget about you. You don't love
2: it. You don't love it for the right reason. Yeah.
0: Exactly. It's so Exactly. Sweet. You Release the Snyder. Understand it
1: enough.
2: Like, <laughs> oh,
0: you <my> know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like having, like, yeah, that's okay. So I, I like having an appreciation and a love for pop culture. I would say is different from having like a possessive. You know, like, relationship with pop culture. Do you know what I mean?
0: But I think it's the same... and a love of pop
2: culture, not the same.
0: I I think there's the same thing in the art world, in the way that people encounter the art world. The only difference is that people feel really comfortable like listening to a song on the radio and going, like, that song sucks, but they don't feel comfortable walking into... A gallery and going like, well, I like that painting, but that painting sucks.
1: Yeah, because it's they think... either
0: like take it or leave it, like the whole thing, right? It's like the you whole either fucking go like,
1: thing. yeah,
0: because you've been taught that it's not for you.
1: Yeah, it's for... it's for
0: somebody classier, wealthier, mm-hmm. more educated. Mm-hmm. This, that, like you, like you're taught to distrust the immediacy of your own opinions. <laughs>
1: oh yes, and thank you. And it's
0: one of the things that I come up with when, like, people go see work of mine. Like, even my mom, right? Like, I, like, like I was lucky enough to be able to see my retrospective exhibition with my mom, right? Know <laughs> me longer than anybody. Uh-huh. And, and there are times when she's like, well, I don't get it. And I'm like, well, you know, the thing is that whatever reaction you have is fine. Yeah that's what there is to get. You don't have to... There's not, like, a secret code that once you have that, then you are reacting to it properly. Yeah,
1: then you have license. Yeah. No, I feel the same... License to like. I feel the same way, yeah. There are a lot of people who won't... You know, they're like, oh, well, I can't judge this because I don't know the entire context of art. And it's like, no, you can just, like, be here. Um, Yeah. You can just, like, be here in the moment, you know, and, like... You can love a painting, you know, you can have your own personal reaction to it. People, people don't...
0: Yeah, how does don't... it make you feel?
1: Yeah, like, what do and you like about any it? Any of do those you not feelings like are fine. It? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: You know, what does it remind you of from other parts in your life?
1: I, I went to the um, Detroit Institute of Arts a couple of years ago with my friend Anna, and mm-hmm. she is, um she's like a very talented animator, but she's like, I don't really get Fine art. And so we like went through the gallery and I really tried to like, I was like, all right, trying to think of like thought experiments that she could do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, why don't you start by imagining the painting doesn't exist?
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Because it doesn't need to, you know, like.
0: (laughs) Right, right.
1: Yeah, like, and then you, you know, you think about the person who made it and why. And you can like make that shit up if you want. It could be all speculation. Mm -hmm. but I don't know. It's just like, you can stand there and have a personal relationship with a piece of art. And no one can really, no one can say you're wrong.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) You're just looking at stuff. It's not a crime. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, and also I think the thing that is like the, the thing that I love about painting is that you can also think about what it felt like to put, that mark down Mm -hmm. like like what did what you know it's like every kid draws and every kid paints and so what did it feel like what would it feel like to move your pencil in that way yeah what would it feel like to like what are these two colors like actually doing next to each other you know what do those choices feel like
1: Yeah. And like those are, those are questions that someone could answer without knowing shit. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Well, I've learned a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Me too.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Nayland. Yeah.
0: Seriously. This was, I hope you had a good time. Oh my God. I had a fantastic time. This is like, (laughs) it's so much fun. And, and I really, I love the podcast. We didn't get to goof around so much about like what we're all wearing and like what's <laughs> you know what's <laughs> going on in our immediate vicinity, but that's, that's okay. That's
1: not, yeah, sorry, I wanted. <laughs> I to like talk that about... part of the
0: podcast too. <laughs> um, it's like the hangout part, um, but also it's. Um, I do genuinely feel grateful that I have been able to like live as long as to be able to connect with people who are i think really walking a similar path to me mm. it's really been an amazing aspect of my life that i've been able to like connect with so many of them in so many different i mean i guess i would say like To just sort of sum up what I really believe that I'm, that I do, what it is that I do in everything that I do, it's about, like, meeting cool folks like you and being, and then, like, running over to the art world and being like, look, here are these, like, cool people like this, like, like, like you over here in the art world, you're, like, a cool person, you should know them, you should pay attention to (laughs) them. or this person's, like, a game developer and they're doing, like, amazing things and this person's a sex worker and they're, like, like, all of Mm -hmm. you, you know like meet each other and I think that's that's what you know this is part of that so thank you guys for giving me the opportunity
1: oh thank you (laughs) thank you I
2: I know that when I first came across your twitter profile seeing a a non-binary elder made me feel like I absolutely can live my life the way I want to and it just like really cemented the fact that, like, this was a, an actual, real, possible thing I could do, and mm. that, like, I wasn't having insane thoughts. <laughs> um, you know... I really appreciated it.
0: Rain, your willingness to draw that portrait of me was so moving to me, I just have to tell what? you.
2: Oh my goodness. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, no, I was like, oh my god, this is, it, it was really, really an amazing gift. <laughs> I'm <all right>. well,
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you
0: so yeah. yeah we all love each other
2: <laughs> yeah we all love yeah each
1: other. No, <laughs> I <do. laughs> no i, I mean I, I completely agree with you i think it's the best any of us the best the best of us can get you know like yeah these little connections and stuff yeah
0: yeah we're here to give each other hope <laughs> yeah <laughs> agree i agree
1: <laughs> i agree so much you have no idea Because god
0: knows the rest of the society won't do it
1: no 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 <laughs> i mean legan they can keep doing what they're doing and buying stupid shit and i'll keep it.
0: oh my god <laughs> oh the, i'll keep having fun fucking, with my friends <laughs> the, you know i don't i don't I, I don't maybe it's because i like posted something complaining about it but like, in the past two days, suddenly I'm getting followed by all these NFT people. Oh, like, no. I ended up on somebody's list or something. I don't know what it is, but I'm like... <laughs> like, on Ew. Twitter, I'm like, what on earth do you think you're gonna get out of following me? But, whatever.
1: Ugh, NFTs. So yeah. Anyways.
0: Not Where even people... cute. Not even cute. <laughs>
1: Like even
2: people who aren't NFT accounts find you online.
1: NFTs. (laughs) NFTs are evil. But even if they weren't evil, they'd still be fucking stupid. Yeah. It's
0: just it. It is. At the base level, it is like wealthy people going to each other, like. How can we squeeze some more money out of not doing anything at all? <laughs> like how can we how can we take a thing that a machine does and make it a way to generate value <sighs> and so wild. and it's well, like it,
1: uh, excuse me it, it it's is just helping exhausting. Artists. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But see, that's the thing. It's like, you'll have one or two artists, and like in any, in, in any art scene, you'll have one or two artists who make a bunch of money, and many, many, many more who will not. Yeah. And the, but the people who will continue to make money are the people who buy these things and exchange them. Yeah. It is, it, like, that's the point of it. Mm-hmm. It's never the workers who create value who end up receiving the value. It is the people who exchange the value, like on the you know on the secondary market or back and forth that are the ones who actually end up making money on any of this stuff.
1: And I mean the JPEG brokers.
2: Tune besides, back in
0: for my communism seminar.
1: <laughs> I mean besides besides all that it like completely ruins whatever art it attaches itself to. Exactly. Like, you have just like exactly. completely nullified the purpose of yeah. any piece of art so that you Yeah. You put into a blockchain like girl congr- yeah. congrats
2: just make yes. zines god just make zines you fucking
0: exactly can, yeah we can use oh my god zine exchange we, we need didn't even talk about that that was yeah. like a huge hugely important thing yeah. anyway oh, tons of <laughs> we stuff we should just have about. you back
2: in like six months for a part two honestly I would They're love d- yeah.
0: okay no i wolves. would totally love to do that because we didn't even touch on like the the gender journey and like you know all all of that so yeah, I, think I'm, I, kept I would pushing be esoteric. happy. I would love to. I'd love to come back. Yeah, <laughs> be nice. you'll, we'll, please.
2: You'll be our first return. We're in charge okay. of this, so no yeah. rules, just us.
1: Yeah.
0: It's nice. right so yeah, you. I think at a certain point you were asking about where people can find me. You can find me on Twitter at Nalum Blake. Um, I am on an indefinite hiatus from Instagram, but. My account is um uh Nailin W Blake on there and my website is uh net. It's a great one which
2: is, is a, a which website.
0: is a WordPress site which shows how uncool I really am
2: <laughs> No it's 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 really good Also you have a banger of a Wikipedia page, really like
0: a Wikipedia page. <laughs> a Banger <laughs> That I that I can't take any credit for that is that's you know that's that's other folks.
1: Yeah, it that's comes what makes from the it ether. kind of fun. don't really yeah. blame
0: the ether. Like,
2: I'm I'm old enough now to read Wikipedia pages and not think that like Mr. Wikipedia sat down and wrote it. Um, so I I, just, I love reading about so, like someone or something I have insight on and being like, all right, this is what the gatekeepers have determined is the relevant information. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, but also here's another thing: like if you want to promote like queer creators that you love make a wikipedia page for them that's a thing that you can do if you want to promote women artists or artists of color or queer artists like make wikipedia pages for them
1: man that never occurred to me for some reason
2: that's a really it, good idea. Does Carta have one? No. I she's don't think, immediately the first person. I, I don't think of. I'm
1: allowed to make one for her because she's too. Cl- we, we live together.
0: <laughs> you have to be at too- some of. You have to be at a distance yeah. enough and be able to cite things in other places.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But, you know, given that Carta did that talk for the Tom of Finland Foundation, there's, that's probably a way in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right.
0: They They kind of rely on there being like outside references but the but establishing a draft page
2: she has a draft page
0: okay (laughs) good well there we go but yeah that's for anybody out there if you want to it it has become the default for people finding out about each other so
2: yeah this is amazing this was made on July 31st, 2020. <laughs> Shout out to LaPablo for making this draft page of Carta. That's good. All
0: right. Yeah.
2: This is good. This is good. Does it mention me? Knowledge is power. Yeah, it says, um, has annoying roommate.
0: <laughs> <see you at. laughs>
2: That's weird. I don't an know who accordion playing
5: roommate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so there's a, so there's a different roommate from you no (laughs) no (laughs) I'm the annoying accordion playing roommate (laughs) no I mean accordion playing roommates are never annoying
1: how could they be
0: exactly as someone who tried to play the accordion like what a poser was I like I tried (laughs) to play the accordion in in the early 80s and could never could never pull it off so
2: that's definitely more annoying than an actual accordion player (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes yeah oh yeah actually um just a, a weird other side note you know i went to cal Arts, right and they have like an amazing music program they had at the time one of the few um balinese gamelons if you know what that is no in the u.s so gamelon music is an an amazing music that has like basically uses like an orchestra of different gongs and bells Mm -hmm. to make these really complex rhythmic patterns like look it up it is it's really wonderful and mesmerizing but not when people are learning to play it and practicing (laughs) it
1: Yeah, it's the same thing with accordion. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's... Yeah. Yeah. It's like going to hear someone play accordion is great. Hearing somebody practice accordion not, yeah, so, it's great. not Terrible. so great. Yes, that's
1: the thing. I yeah, I, I kinda have to wait for people to leave the house before I start honking. <laughs> Oh, man, I have to pee so bad. Okay. thank you I could seriously talk thank to you, you for so five much. hours, but <laughs> I have
0: to so, well, we will have we'll, you back. We'll do we it off mic. Back. I love talking to you guys.
1: Yeah, seriously.
0: All right. All right. All right Be until well. next time,
2: that's all they themed. Thank you, all <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
5: bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. It's producer Joe here. Uh, Rain asked me to record a little bit of a segue segment in between the two interviews in this episode. They didn't give me a good reason why I'm going to assume it's they, because they want something just completely sexless to balance out the energy of this episode. Just, yeah, y'all know what's coming yet, but... They did also ask me to talk about my feelings on the trailer for the film Old. Now, for those of you who may not know um, or particularly follow a film that's just titled Old... Uh, which is certainly something I would do. This is this is the, the new film from horror auteur M. Night Shyamalan. I was about to say great director. I was trying to decide if that was accurate or not. It is a mixed on the man's career. Sixth Sense, classic. Tony Colette robbed for an Oscar. Um, I don't know if they have a special Oscar for children. I would give one to... to to the kid Haley Joel Osment in that movie, he's good. But yeah, you know, you M Night, you, you think about, uh, you know, there a bit of a decline in in the middle of the career. Uh, you, people started calling him uh, New Spielberg, which is weird because Spielberg was still there. I uh, people were mixed on Signs, which I like. People were really down on The Village, which I like. Um, but then it just kind of goes off the rails. You get Lady in the Water, which is no no redeeming qualities. Um, including Shyamalan's own performance as the smartest man to ever exist. And is going to save the world by writing a book how, about how school should be better. Um, interesting, oh, what an interesting filmography and career the man has had. And I, I grew up just hearing racist jokes about his last name the whole time. And now I'm like, hmm, good movies though. Anyways. He's kind of had a comeback uh, in in a lot of ways. He he'd really dipped. He never really stopped making movies, but they just stopped hitting, and people it just kind of became the butt of a lot of jokes after Lady in the Water. Uh, I don't even remember what was after that one, but then like After Earth, uh, with the Smiths, not the band, but the family, um, which is a fucking nigh indecipherable movie. I like to think it's about Scientology because it might as well be and uh he did the avatar live action movie which is bad irredeemable worthy of a lot of disdain that it has garnered and then uh he kind of comes back by doing the visit which is this sort of found footage movie um that i think is a solid low budget horror movie and they just split which is you know a messy complicated uh horror movie in the way that it kind of uses multiple personality disorder as a oh, I, oh i'm getting a text uh you yeah you know you probably know about the split deal but then spoilers it's a sequel to unbreakable his comic book movie his fake comic book movie so then he's like all right yeah split was the second act of this the whole fucking time uh he makes the third act glass a film that i don't like Very much, um, I consider going back and giving another watch. Maybe one day I will. You know, I'm a different person now than I was when I saw it in um, uh, 2019. (laughs) Um, But uh, you can be a different person after the pandemic. But anyways, so Glass, I, I feel like that. I don't remember if that was a box office hit. I don't remember. But it was like this, you know, thrilling conclusion. Bruce Willis is back. They got the same fucking kid from Unbreakable showing up in it, which is cool. and. You know, people like *Split*, so they wanted to see more of 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 that. I think is that McAvoy. I think that's McAvoy. And on, on Taylor Joy, she's she's in those movies because she's in, she's in, she's great in *Split*. I think. But anyway, so he finishes his his long-awaited trilogy. He's kind of regained uh, respect in a lot of ways in a lot of people's eyes, especially regarding horror, which is his basically. His wheelhouse the way he likes to evoke emotion if you look at the the filmography in full but now he's back with a film called old it's just called old which is such a good move i deeply respect a movie that's just called old hashtag old but they finally dropped a trailer for it uh this morning the day that i'm re- recording this i'm i'm no i'm actually not done editing the first half of this episode yet but i'm recording it now while my thoughts on old are fresh Comes out the same day as Hotel Transylvania 4. Great double feature uh, for, for spooky scaries back-to-back. I recommend that, I'm sure. I don't actually know. Uh, I haven't seen the trailer for for HT4, uh, as the as the, those in the know will call it. I'm a big fan of the first three Hotel Transylvanias. They're all directed by uh, Jenny Tartakovsky, a bit of a, a cartoon legend in my in my humble opinion be he's he's you know go go look up his name he's he's had probably his hands on a lot of things you've watched and and liked dear listener but uh he directed the first three hotel transylvanias they're kind of dumb kids movies but they're very fun not really mean-spirited uh or or gross in ways that i I struggle with the voice cast is basically identical to the cast of the grown-ups films but like i don't feel like anybody's phoning it in Uh, It all kind of works for me. And he's he's the only director, I think, doing really innovative stuff with 3D animation and models. Anime is talked about in this podcast a lot. You ever seen the videos of like how. The, the rigging for the model works for, like, the Jojo, the 3D JoJo openings. Back when the JoJo openings were, were talking about. But, like, the way the arms had to, like, twist and break. They had to, like, destroy these models and pick very specific camera angles to make them look the way they do. And they look fucking phenomenal. But anyways, yeah, so is doing... I don't know if he's breaking stuff. But, like, he's the only person I've really seen push 3D animation to... Is a little facetious. He's, he's the first person I really saw to, to push 3D animation to those. To, to use it the way you would use a 2D figure. To do Squatch and Stretch stuff with 3D models. And, he, and they're really fun and great. Uh, I think that the ending of the third one is the most where I'm like, Oh, this is for what kids... This is this is bait for kids who watch YouTube all day now. It's not not my tempo, but... Uh, And I like, you know, I'm writing essays about Disney movies right now. I'm I'm all into baby shit for babies right now. Um, I love the film Ponyo, also a baby movie for babies. Love it. It's a fucking masterpiece. But uh, anyway, so yeah, he's not directing for. He's finally been freed from the curse. He gets to go back and make his Popeye movie at, um, I think, King Pictures revived it after Sony uh, lost that masterpiece that he's going to make. Um, So I'm looking forward to him turning to to his to his Popeye adventure very excited about that but HT4 is is happening with with two other people directing it. I'm worried it's going to be a little bit more of the what are kids watching on YouTube right now vibe not a big fan of, of the big arena set piece at the end of HT3 um, but anyways yes comes out the same day as old old the trailer for old has dropped i immediately described it to my good friend jay as synecdoche new york beach episode which is a little dismissive but maybe it's not actually that's a really good movie synecdoche new york y'all kaufman fans big fan of, big fan of kaufman better writer than, than director i think but still a pretty damn fucking good director like he's, you know, he's, he knows what he's fucking doing one of my favorite films from from uh last year, 2020, but is, is is the Kaufman joint is I'm thinking of ending things. Incredible, two Jessies in that movie, Buckley and Plymouth? they both deliver. I uh, re- re- great stuff. Um, oh shit, I, I've, I've,
1: discussion.
5: Uh, we're here. I've talked long enough to start running into the second half of the podcast in this project, which is played on my speaker. I'm gonna leave all this in. Um, old though, so old. Um, does Is there a Jesse? I don't think there's a Jesse in this movie. But old. I, I compare it to just Key, New York because that I would describe that as a horror movie about getting old and dying. Which seems to be a little bit of the vibe that old has. It's kind of like what you, you go to this fucked up beach and it just makes time progress for you very, very quickly. I wonder how much of it is at this beach because the trailer makes it seem like... I can't tell if it's that if everything in the trailer happens really quickly in the movie, like maybe this is just like, this is what the first act of it's going to look like. I don't know how maybe I think M. Night works best with short movies. So I hope it's like a 90 minute movie. And this is just like representational of uh, the first like act 30 minutes of it. Who could say, but they, you know, it's a family. It's Vicky Vicki Who's I can't really speak much to her as an actor, but she's in phantom thread, which is one of the greatest movies of all time. And uh, we have to stand p t a but i don't uh i don't I don't actually know what else she's she's done um and I recognize the the guy the dad in it as well, but i can't I can't place it now where where I've seen his face, but he has like a distinct face it's like, oh yeah, I've seen this guy somewhere, but i I'd, I'd have to I'd have to check that one it's not when i I guess I've seen enough it's just kind of like playing through my head now as I'm talking. Hi, everybody. Great news. While I was editing my own rambling, I remembered where I'd seen the guy before. It was in a 2020 film called Emma, not with the period uh, with Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, the, the, the the classic, you know, the, the remake of I was going to say the remake of Clueless, which is a great joke um but i am joking but no there's another, there was another film called Emma last year which was just one M, E-M-A. and that's where i saw this guy he's a, he's and he's really fucking good in that movie too good 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 movie also i didn't conti- i didn't finish my thought because when i was talking about 3d's uh squ- squash and stretch i i wa- i wanted to mention uh brad bird as i often want to do when i'm talking about animation but brad bird uh incredibles 2 has uh, pixar's pretty rigid in a lot of ways disney's pretty rigid since like i mean i don't want to say forever but uh lately The, the ever ever since the merger it's been a whole thing don't have time to talk about it now but incredibles 2 has one of the funniest things i think i've seen in animation which is The scene where Violet like shoots water out of her nose and I think like her head size increases like 30% in the bit so I wanted to talk about that anyways back to my original my original rambling that I recorded already these parents they take their kids to this nice beach resort Vicky Cripe says I found it online and they're so impressed by how nice and secluded this but but they say that and then immediately other people show up it's not that secluded And then some fucked up shit starts happening. They realize there's a bunch of, like, people's belongings and stuff just kind of, like, scattered. Like, brushed off to the side. Mouse quit. One of the kids finds, like, a corpse in the water. That's not, that's a bad sign. But then, like, the kids start suddenly aging. And then, like, I don't even, I don't know these these kids' actors. But, like, one of them's replaced with uh, one of the Naked Brothers from the band. I think it's Nat. I think Nat, I can never tell, I can never remember the kids' different names. I think this is the one that's in Hereditary, not the John Green boy. Because that's the thing. One of them did like did Hereditary. Now this, he's the, I guess he's the horror boy, and then the other one, which I think is Alex, uh, is doing like the John Green movie. He's in two John Green movies and probably some other uh, teeny pop or rom com shit. I don't I I like plenty of rom coms and movies for teens. So I didn't mean that in a mean way. Um, so no disrespect. Much love to the cinema, but. Uh, anyways, yeah, one of the kids is that and it just starts progressing very distressingly. It feels like I saw this movie last year, Kajillionaire, that I would also describe this way. It feels like a, a filmmaker gets to this point in their life where they just I mean, M. Knight is a director who has clear visions when he does stuff. Uh, which you can tell because he gets to make original ideas in fucking Hollywood, uh, which you know we have to respect and we have to we have to stand. And it's it's a, it very much feels like my reason to compare it to Kajillionaire. This idea that like a filmmaker just starts getting increasingly distressed about like watching their children grow, and they're like, is it going too fast? Is time is time crunching? And it, it, I think especially after the past year, it's going to hit people and feel particularly poignant but yeah like there's there's a shot in the trailer where like the young girl is seemingly just going through a very rapid pregnancy which is distressing um as a concept and i don't want to think about it too long but i think the other part of it too is i I don't think these kids are maturing at any different rate like i think they're still like five-year-olds suddenly in that wolf's body which is distressing to think about. And I I think that the parents are getting older as well, but they don't, the trailer doesn't really show much about like, which I, which I appreciate that the trailer doesn't really show much about like where exactly it's going to go or if there's going to be any real resolution to it. Who, who, who could say I'm going to go see it hard to say if it'll be old and then HT four, maybe HT four and then old probably depends on like the show times and the and the run times and the bus schedule, things like that. Maybe, maybe I'll. Maybe I'll. Maybe you know. I guess it depends on. Maybe if there's someone who wants to see it with me, uh, I gotta balance that out too. It's. I think you know what. I'm. I'm in. You know. I'm in on M Night. I didn't like Glass, but I'm still in. I'm gonna show up for it. I'm gonna see it. These are my thoughts on the old trailer, as Rain has requested. I hope you enjoyed my segue. Uh, between these two compelling, good interviews, I have to admit, it's great, solid episode. Great job, everybody involved. Uh, much love to the cinema. I will, I will catch y'all later.
2: Welcome to They, Them, Theirs, a monthly non-binary discussion show.
1: Uh, we're here, we're queer.
2: Let's talk about shit. My name is Rain. My pronouns are they, them, theirs.
1: My name is Casey.
4: My pronouns are they, them, theirs. I'm Carta. I have binary privilege (laughs) that's right everyone i'm just a woman
1: what what are your pronouns queen
4: oh (laughs) uh she her all
1: right um hi carta it's nice to have you on our podcast
2: hi it's nice to be on
4: your podcast i usually just get to hear it like through the wall wall. yeah that's that's
2: the best way to hear a podcast honestly
4: Yeah, Yeah. one side through a
1: wall. Sunday morning, texting me, can you be quieter? And me saying, (laughs) no. No. (laughs) It's Look, God gave
2: us Sundays for podcasting. It's right there in the book. Mm Yeah, that's true. It's right
1: there in the book. Yeah, check the book. (laughs) I guess for people who don't know, people should know that Cardo's my roommate Or I am, I'm her roommate. (laughs) Yeah, let's, let's
2: be honest.
4: (laughs) Okay.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. I, I have more, I have greater, like, roommate energy. It's true. You're the one who is
4: going to get the knuckle tattoos that say roommate.
1: Yeah, someday. Yeah. Someday. Um. If all
4: things go well. (laughs) We, we're roommates and truly platonic roommates. This is not like Aunt Carta's special friend, (laughs) Stacey. their roommates this is just like oh yeah they're they're just roommates I'm glad you're getting all of this out of the way I'm just getting this out of the way because the number of people who think that we are actually secretly married or dating is more than a few I
1: mean that makes a lot of sense it would be
2: really fun to read what those people are writing my email address is rayclare at gmail.com
4: <laughs> yeah honestly if you want to submit some some steamy fan fiction lemon tagged fan fiction about me and Casey. I mean, maybe it'll get things started. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I'll, like, read it, and I'm like, dang! You'll be
4: like, is this what it would be like? (laughs) We shyly touch what? (laughs) Oh, that never occurred to me. Right. Enemies to what?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have
4: we we two talked
1: before?
2: No. Yeah. Oh, I mean... My memory's like, really bad. You need to stop asking me questions about sorry, if like, things have happened, have happened before.
4: At, at shows we have, like, I don't oh, I yeah, don't Kate. think that we've, like, hung out one-on-one.
2: Oh, I... As soon as I enter, like, a show, I completely, like, white out until it's over. Um, and then I try and think about it later. And usually no, if honestly, I have, this, like... No, honestly,
4: this makes me feel really good because usually I'm the one who reintroduces myself. Yeah. <laughs> so... I just remember that I met you specifically because Casey introduced me to you,
2: okay, phew.
4: yeah, I think we've I think we've been at like maybe two cakes together, and by together, I mean like we like waved at each other sort of across the hall that
2: sounds right i think the the last cake I was at i didn't I didn't really have anyone to watch my table, so I didn't hardly get to talk to anyone
1: mm-hmm. and
2: then I think that was I think the year my car got impounded and I had a panic attack and then had to Ugh. leave the state instantly.
1: I remember that. That, that sucks. sucks. <laughs> never that. again.
2: Never again. I'm taking the train for
1: 2022. Yeah. Ugh. Fingers crossed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, I wanted to say that you are an incredible person, very intelligent and award winning artist, uh, influencer, I'm going to call you just like all around 12 out of 10 human being Person wow. to know your Wikipedia page is being worked on, but we want you. Oh yeah, we
1: looked that up. Like, oh really? We had Nayland on. We looked up to right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we we looked up to check, and there was like, what what did it what did it say? It's there. Check it. I it, don't remember. We just had a conversation. There, it's like I under think under review <laughs> or something. It's like in its nascent stages, we're like the cardameneer Wikipedia. If I
4: remember right, like Chase oh. started. <laughs> our friend Chase started. Um, like, a version of the page. Jesus, group campaign of harassment. Yeah, but, um, oh, wow. I mean, I I don't currently have a Wikipedia article, as far as I know, but I am on Boobpedia. <laughs> so. Is that true? The better way
1: Does Boob, does it, like, is that exactly what it sounds like? It is exactly
4: what it sounds like, yeah. So, so does it say, like,
1: Does it like say like you have these piercings or whatever? Uh, Yeah. Do you
4: want me to read you my boobpedia article? Please. Yes. It'll take me just a moment. Oh my
1: goodness. I would
4: say it's a stub. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay. So there's a picture of me and my boobs. It has my birthday. Separately. Uh. No. No. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Me like lifting my shirt to show my boobs. It has my birthday, my bra slash cup size. My boobs, it says both nipples pierced. <laughs> it has my personal pages. And then it reads, Cardamoneer is an author, artist, porn star, and cartoonist. She also owns Diskette Press on press, And then it has links to several things. Um, and I'm in categories, including pierced nipples, D-cup, porn stars, <laughs> transgender women.
1: <laughs> wow. What a great bio. How do they know your bra size? Do you say I, so I on your profile it to them. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: they, they asked me and i was like oh, i guess this is pro like i measured it. Well, i don't wear bras
1: <laughs> i hope <laughs> I just, but people like, need to know. do you ever log into boobpedia and there's like the the like proprietor of boobpedia like looking at you asking for funds
4: <laughs> <laughs> like we just need 30 more dollars to make boobpedia work Right, Boopedia is the number one most visited website in the world. <laughs> it's not
2: <laughs> best it breakfast it. in
1: town. <laughs> <sighs> oh, okay.
4: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's I think that's all the information that people need really.
2: Yeah. Okay. F- we have listed D. your listed yeah. your accreditations. You yes. are the informant in the sheets. We need to know Carta. Tell us how you feel about the Dr. Pepper top-bottom ad, please.
4: Okay, so I saw it on Twitter first (laughs) and then did the bad etiquette Twitter thing of stealing the image and retweeting it with my (laughs) own joke. So lest someone think I own a magazine, I do not. But
1: are you telling me you you are not the president of the ad agency that made that ad? I am not. Oh my god. I
4: honestly I would be very proud to come up with this ad just as like an an example of what the world is currently avoiding, you know, just like as a threat. Like if you don't consider supporting me on Patreon, I will make more of these ads. <laughs> That's um, that's really effective. What was yeah. the joke
1: you made? I didn't even
4: see it. Oh, I said I'm going to fuck this topic.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny that Dr. Pepper would be shy around you. Yeah, <laughs> that doctor would be like, that Dr. Pepper would be like, I'm only as thick as a soda can. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, Casey is making a joke because I have a a famously thick penis. Yeah, yeah, so famous it's yeah.
2: Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: no, listeners out there, this episode is gonna get spicy like a cold <laughs> can of Dr Pepper.
1: <laughs> okay, so does that actually reflect queerness in any way? Uh,
4: no, it, I mean honestly, it like um, it reminds me of like a fucking absolute vodka ad, you know, from yeah. like the late '90s or something. It's just like absolute fag yeah that would be better honestly totally it's It's just (laughs) you (laughs) it's like invoking something and like they think that's enough Mm -hmm. they're like top bottom verse those are gay words you know (laughs) so like let's take a picture of the top of the can the bottom of the can um okay here's my biggest problem with it i understand this joke and i understand why they made it this way but the bottom of the can is the part of the can without a hole. <laughs> <laughs> and the top of the can is where the hole is. And I'm just saying, if you were to insert part of the can into someone, I would hope it would be the part that they labeled bottom. This it has is fewer sharp s- edges. Ugh. Dr. Wait.
1: Pepper doesn't want you to know. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. So we're putting the can inside of someone, or we're fucking the can... Both! Oh my god! Or we're doing both.
4: (laughs) So both. So, like, in... (laughs) I mean, like, going off of, like, a very sort of, like, basic basic bitch understanding of the terms top-bottom-verse, and this isn't, like, specifically how they're always used, but Mm -hmm. if we're talking, like, penetrative sex between two people with penises... Okay. Usually, top means the person who is putting their penis into the other person. Exactly. Right? So. I, in I, this, I did know that. Right. So, in this case... <laughs> I've gotten that far. If you were to insert a can of Dr. Pepper into someone's asshole, you would want to do it on the side that doesn't have the pull tab.
1: Right. So, But so, does that have anything to do with this ad, what you're saying? Yeah. They're I'm not saying, suggesting that you put this side inside of someone's butt. Well, I mean, there's they labeled that side. This one. They
4: labeled that side top.
1: Yeah. So because it's the top of the can.
4: Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if if I take it literally, if I if I look at this queer drink for diverse drinkers, <laughs> and think, wow, top bottom verse, <laughs> I I'm just saying I, because like the verse, sure, you could like punch a hole in the bottom and shotgun it, and then have a hole to fuck, right? Or you could insert it when it's like that, perfect. Yeah. Perfect.
1: See, I mean, I think the fact the fact that I'm getting confused says a lot. Uh, maybe not. Actually, that probably expert. says nothing. Yeah, Is right. I'm not deep deep a sex expert. I'm no. I'm saying like, I, I'm saying like, I understand these terms, but like, as far as the ad goes. Oh, I, mean, I understand what meaningless. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah, yeah, saying. I'm is like is there absolutely there, there, any meaning to no. showing the side of something and saying
4: verse? No. <laughs> no. There's <laughs> like, no there's, meaning. They're, like, they're
2: doing they're doing a play on words with uh I look, I know set, that, but I'm the, just
4: like, I'm, I'm like, like is I we're not I'm not hoping ex- I'm just hoping they're explaining there's something it else to you we're having no, a podcast. I think that I think that probably the way that this happened if some you know ad executive was like top bottom holy fuck we got that and then someone else was like what about verse (laughs) this is verse on grinder you know like and they were like oh fuck oh fuck how do we represent that the side of the can i guess like that's the only part of the can we haven't photographed yet it doesn't make any sense. From yeah. an
2: ad- this, is, I'm gonna get annoying here, but from an advertising standpoint, it would be way better to show the drink being used in like actual top-bottom
4: verse ways. <laughs> I, I think it would be cooler to <laughs> that see. That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> okay, here's my here's my gay Dr Pepper pitch. <laughs> Here we the go. can. This like is you what take, we have you on for. Yeah, you take a picture of the can having been shaken up at the moment that it's open so it's, like, spraying out, and then it says, like, bust a nut with Dr. Pepper.
2: <laughs> Perfect. Send it to print. Who's, or, like, maybe
4: who's there's... Who's your doctor now? Right, maybe there's, a, maybe there's a condom over it, so it's, like, busting out into the condom, and it really says, mean. it says practice safe sex, this pride. <laughs> that... <laughs> That's so much fucking better. Yeah, right? Like,
1: that is, that is, like, that doesn't make any, that's nonsense, but in a very funny way. Right. Like, there's no reason to put a condom on a soda can. Okay, here's my pitch. There's, like, a a guy who's, like, tied to a fence, and okay. someone is pouring Dr. Pepper over him in a sexually, a sexual way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the ad just says, you could use it for that. <laughs>
4: I mean that, that that sounds like pretty close to an actual ad, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Seriously,
1: I'm just giving them this for free. Yeah. People oh my god. Love that. Gosh. Why didn't they do a
2: flaming Dr Pepper ad? What? You know, like the the drink, a flaming Dr Pepper.
4: What's I'm flaming... I'm also unfamiliar with that? flaming Dr Pepper.
2: Oh, okay, here we go. Uh, I gotta Google what's in it. Hold on, gotta do a hot goo. People. What? Blaming. Is this
4: like DNL like back in the day? Like when I don't know soda what that variants or Sprite Remix.
2: <laughs> no, it's um, it's an alcohol drink.
4: Oh, is it oh. like with oh. fireball? How do, say,
2: how do you say that where you don't sound like you're eight years old? It's a, a cocktail.
4: Mixed drink. <laughs> <laughs> a mixed drink. Yeah. Alcohol drink. And it's, alco- the- it's a grown ups drink. It's grown up juice. It's, it's a daddy drink. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's yeah, it's um, mommy's night water. Okay, so it's eight ounces of
4: beer. <laughs> I love drinking mommy's night
2: <laughs> Three quarters of an ounce of amaretto. One fourth ounce overproof rum. Fill a pint glass halfway with beer. Add the amaretto to a shot glass and top with the rum. Set the rum on fire and very carefully drop the shot glass into the beer. Drink.
4: Okay, so it's... Is there a Dr. Pepper involved at all? No, I think no. the amaretto sort of is oh, the, I see. the so, flavor.
1: Yeah. I mean... My suggestion is Dr Pepper and
4: Fireball. That's flaming Dr Pepper for you, and it probably costs fifty cents. I imagine just dropping a like a Mike's Red Hot into a Dr Pepper. Yeah, yeah. That's a flaming Dr Pepper. Wouldn't that be exciting? <laughs> well, I mean, as, as someone who doesn't drink, I look. That's as close to exciting as I get beverage wine. Spicy, spicy soda. <laughs>
2: I'm thinking about the burp you would have from drinking that, and I think I'm getting heartburn.
1: Um, that's really unfortunate. That's so gross.
2: I've yeah. never had one. I've just seen other people do it. Sorry, I don't, 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 I don't drink flaming drinks
1: <laughs> that are on fire. I'm still consider. I mean, do you think that do you, do you think that maybe Dr Pepper predicted conversations such
4: as this, or do you think that? I honestly think they were just like, uh eh, that that's works. Pride themed, ship it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How <laughs> yeah, the fuck I do don't... we make our drink gay, but like not in a permanent way where people will be like, that's a gay drink? Yeah, I'm projecting way too much. Uh...
2: You are. You're thinking that they are thinking about it way too much, and they they simply are not. They simply are not. Um... Uh, has there been a better gay drink ad? <laughs> <laughs> I
4: <laughs> what's mean, the,
2: what's the other than all the ones we just wrote? What's the gayest soda?
4: the gayest soda the gayest soda yeah i mean probably like one of the grocery store sodas right that are like eight up or whatever
1: yeah something like oh you Dr. know what doctor fizzy mountain holler yeah like a like like mountain dew but not real mountain dew okay mountain holler sounds right
2: i used to legitimately like- drink mountain holler in college yeah, it had yeah. a. I had a green screaming guy's head surrounded by rays of the sun. On it.
4: Perfect. Yeah, that sounds gay to me. That's exactly how
2: I feel every day. What's the Save a Lot brand? What's the transist soda?
4: No, oh, asking God. the
2: big questions. Yeah.
4: <laughs> what is what? What soda can I can I associate with my gender identity? <laughs> um.
2: Uh. Personally, I'm, I'm just going to say Coke.
1: I don't know why, but I
2: am. I'm
4: going to say Coke Black. Coke. Discontinued. I'm just,
1: I'm, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. There's not there's the coffee like Carta.
4: The Coffee Coke, but not the recent one. No. <laughs> that, that one, one wasn't very good. That one's that one for bad. Coke Black. Coke Black was weird.
1: Rain, did you have more stuff you wanted to talk to Carta about? Uh, yeah. Sorry. I just zoned out into this ad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do, have you ever seen a good gay ad that actually you
4: enjoyed? No, I don't even, think so. Even,
2: even from, like, a trans-owned company, have you ever seen an know. ad and been like, hell yeah, gonna buy it? Okay, I think-
4: so uh, I will say yes, but only if we're talking in the domain of, like, vintage porn magazines and, like, the ad is for, like, a cock ring or, or poppers or something. Some of those are great.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, um, please tell us about some of those. I can only imagine.
4: Oh, man. I mean, it's it's hard to... To, like, pull one up on the spot. I know I've seen a lot of them. I mean, like, a lot of gay publications also advertised, you know, sex toys and things like that. And so a lot of the time, and lesbian publications also, so a lot of the time, like, you're just reading a magazine and then you get to the back and there's, like, pictures of just, like, really awful looking by our modern sophisticated standards dildos or, like, suction devices or, like, sex dolls that look way too good, like, way better than you know they're going to actually look <laughs> out of the box. Um, there's a lot of ads um, around a certain time for something called a self-sucking, like, cock ring. It's, like, some sort of suction toy that you can use hands-free and it gives you a blow job. and <laughs> I cannot imagine it worked well. But, like, I always like seeing that stuff.
1: I mean, I can't... When you say trans-owned do you mean i mean i can only think of like apparel places you know what i mean
2: yeah i feel like it is mostly apparel but there's i can think of like some small retail places and things like that too i guess anytime i've seen like corporate uh claiming to be queer owned branding it's like horrible things like that um I'll help you transition if you pay me app.
4: And oh, like uh, you're talking about genderfuck.
2: <laughs> yes.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I owned by,
2: owned by the realtor interested in evictions.
4: I recently um, read, like, a transcript of a podcast they did, um, like a, like a financial podcast about, like, earning your first million dollars. And, like, part of it was the host was, like, when are you projected to, you know, like, have a million dollars in revenues? And they said 2021. And it just made me want to throw my phone into the sun.
1: <laughs> Yikes. No. Yeah. Um, the, the queer branding that I think of all the time, I, I always just think about those M&Ms. <laughs> Do you remember that? When oh. the M&Ms held hands?
4: Uh, the brown God. M&M and the green M&Ms. <laughs> Those are girl M&M's, right? Yeah, they're both yeah. girls. <laughs> okay, well, that's less threatening to me, a consumer.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about them making the green m and so sexy that everyone <laughs> wants to
1: fuck her. No, no, it was it was when they legalized gay marriage, M&M's was like, isn't this nice? And it's a vote. it's like just a... Photoshopped image of the green M and the brown M like sitting on a
4: sitting bench. Sitting on a bench, yeah. Holding his, it looks like shit. A, I don't know, a Viagra commercial.
1: I offended. might be crazy, but the White House might be in the background. I could have added that. <laughs> I
4: think that's not there.
1: It, I want it to be there. I love, that would be I'm, really okay, fun Don't look it up. Don't look it up. The White House is in the background. <laughs> <laughs> don't look it up. They're in front of the White House. M and
4: M gay at the White. Oh my god. Mm-gay
1: commercial. Oh no, it's the Lincoln Memorial.
4: No, it's a beach. (laughs) What the (laughs) fuck? They're like sitting on a on a bench in front of the beach. Which is what I remembered because I I thought it always looked like a like a Viagra commercial.
1: Yeah, it does look like Viagra.
4: (laughs) Also the brown MM looks sad. Oh my god, you know what
1: that sorry, you know what it's reminding me of? What? Uh Lover's only number one, Sophia's (laughs) comic. I just want to kiss this girl. I just want to kiss this girl. I just want
4: to kiss this candy. I just want to taste her candy coating and (laughs) sumptuous chocolate filling. I don't want to go to college. I want to kiss this (laughs) M&M. Do the M&Ms have pussies? That's what I want to discuss for the rest of this podcast. The red
1: one, yeah. Are you kidding me? (laughs) That little guy. (laughs) He like never shuts up. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna get a headache. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> okay, it's like blue- of all of them. Like I just is it a like- blue M&M
2: or am I just like completely no
1: yarts? Um, um, i um, um, You um, mean like um. a character? Colors. Just, yeah. You mean like a guy? Who the hell yeah. has time to know that?
4: Sorry, M- I'm now M- I'm M- watching. Now I'm doing a search for m M&M m porn and there's a lot.
2: Oh, there has to be.
4: Would you guess that there's like a surprising amount of porn if the m ms having sex with normal humans?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what
2: upsetting. In,
1: I mean, they're circular. I get there it. There is a
2: blue m M&M. m He looks exactly like the yellow m M&M. m
4: Sorry, we're looking at hardcore oh, pornography so right now. So he's like tall.
2: Yeah, he's the he's one of those peanuts ones.
4: Oh, that's pretty good. Oh my god, Carter, please describe this. I'm looking at a (laughs) at a funny image. Um, it's kind of blurry and pixelated, like it's been downloaded and posted a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. The red M and M is recoiling in horror and going. Can you
2: just like post it in Studio A text? How yeah, hardcore is
4: it? I, I want to describe it she's, to the, oh, okay, to the so listeners. Sorry. Yes. So the red M&M is clutching his head and recoiling and going, OMG, all the text is in Comic Sans. <laughs> and the green M&M, the bottom part of her shell has broken off. So we're seeing like the chocolate coating underneath. And she has a big penis and balls. <laughs> and she's saying in quotes in Comic Sans... What dot 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 I told you I had nuts And nuts is like capital N <laughs> And uh, the image title is M&M dick girl from the website Hentai Fudanari porn <laughs> Do you ever want to see some hentai Fudanari porn
1: And, those, and now we <laughs> from our sponsor HentaiFudanariPorn.com <laughs>
2: I have not popped a blood vessel in my eye, when I go look in the mirror after this, I'll be shocked.
4: <laughs> um, Casey wanted me to talk about something.
1: Oh, yeah. Hard
4: to Is talk about yourself. Other
1: other than Eminem Pussy?
4: Yeah, I can't yeah. Even I mean, say I,
1: it. I'm too embarrassed to even say <laughs> it. Eminem
4: Pussy? Show me that Eminem. That Mussy?
1: That Mussy Mussy? Eminem.
4: Eminem Mussy. M- <laughs> the, the <musy-mussy>. <laughs> Eminem. <laughs> Show me the 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 What <laughs> could <coughs> be the chussy? The chussy. <laughs> um,
1: what? I, oh no! Earlier today, I told you to save something for the podcast. Okay. Yeah.
4: Earlier today, I was describing to Casey <laughs> how difficult it is to make a mold of your own hard penis for like mass producing dildo purposes.
3: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
4: They told me that I needed to save it for this very podcast. <laughs> so, um, with your permission, listeners, I hope you're enjoying this. This is gold. This, yeah. is, like, this is like some
1: behind-the-scenes
4: stuff. Yeah, bit. I haven't been on a podcast in, like, a few days, and I'm just <laughs> full of information. Please release so,
2: it into our show.
4: Okay, so there is a popular kit called Clona a willie Um, It comes in a plastic tube, which is also the tube that you use around your hard penis, like as the sort of exterior shell of the mold. And basically, um, if you've ever done alginate casting, it's like plant-based, so it's non-toxic, and it's relatively quick-set. So you get some water, heat it up to like 90-ish degrees, and then you mix it with the, the dry powder, And then you put it in the tube, and then you quickly invert the tube and put it over your hard penis, and you hold it there for, like, up to three minutes or something before pulling it out. So here's the problem with this whole setup. First of all, it is so common to fuck it up that they just straightforwardly sell, like, oops, you fucked it up, packs, like, (laughs) branded basically that way. It's like, oh, everyone needs a second chance, you know, like, um... So like Nobody's for,
2: ever done it on the first try. <laughs> right.
4: And it it's happens not, to everyone. It's not cheap. It's like fucking, like, I don't know, $40 or something for one of these. Mm-hmm, um, okay, so first of all, attentive listeners will remember from earlier in the episode <laughs> that I have an unusually thick penis. This did pose a problem for me the first time I tried to cast it because my penis... Was much wider than the tube they provided <laughs> To cast your penis in So I had to use like an empty yogurt container
1: Amazing <laughs> Wait, just as an aside <laughs> There was that one time you told me That you leaned an iPhone against your your dick Yeah And, and you were like And my dick was wider than the iPhone Yeah And I... then I was just like It was an iPhone 5 <laughs>
4: Yeah, I think mean, like big fucking deal. That's only two and a half inches wide. I made a I made a porno video called "Measuring and Comparing My Thick Cock," where I um, basically like take household objects, <laughs> like like a flash drive and a pencil and a, a beverage can and you know an i an iPhone and and I put them on my dick one by one. Mm-hmm, and even if they're mm-hmm. bigger than my dick, I can like support them like as if it's a shelf. <laughs>
1: Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do yeah, so anyway, this huge, like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: this giant. It's all, re- it's digression. all related. Um, so, anyway, I had to use a yogurt container. And mm-hmm. then the process that they recommend is just like filling it with this sort of like warm tapioca and then, like, somehow quickly inverting it over your dick in a way that your dick doesn't touch the sides and you have to hold it airtight against your body so that none of the tapioca spills out. So in practice, what happens is you're handed this thing full of warm tapioca, you're already losing your heart on, <laughs> you quickly invert it over your 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 dick, and you like get tapioca everywhere. <laughs> like, like, there's no way to quickly invert a liquid over your dick and not like get liquid everywhere. So I have pioneered a new method to, that I'm excited to try, where um, I cut the bottom off of a two liter, and then put a funnel in the top um, this is the real top-bottom, piece. You're making a gravity bong! And, uh, I put it over my dick before any liquid is in it so I can see clearly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I pour the liquid in through the funnel at the top. That's so clever. <gasps> and it just gives me, you know, like... You should write them a letter. Yeah. Dear clone willie Because my, my other suggestion
1: would be to lower yourself onto it. That
2: was my that's first and the only thing that only I can think thought. of. That was my only thought is to just to th- reverse it crap some So
1: like it's hard because Which I mean like do
4: I don't think that's feasible. Yeah. Also like, <laughs> it's just, like that's the only thing I could imagine. The thing about it is that like your hard your hard sort of the rhetorical your hard penis mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. hard at like a you know our like collective a, our collective hard penis is hard at like a forty five degree angle. So, mm-hmm. like, setting something upright at 90 degrees and then trying to lower <laughs> yourself into it yeah, you is, like, to... the worst crane game I can imagine.
1: Have... <laughs> like, all sorts of, like, like kind of angling it. Yeah.
4: I feel like <laughs> I would be stacking books for hours
2: trying to get just precisely the right
4: angle. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really it's difficult. It's also difficult psychologically because someone has to help you <laughs> and they're like <laughs> measuring the temperature of the water and they're like, "Okay, I'm mixing it in. You have 10 seconds. 9, 8, and they're like I've got to stay hard, you know, like and it's it's just not a sexy situation. So that's it's like that's oh why um I'm going to use the special <laughs> This sounds like an ad. Um, that's why I'm going to use this special penis injection my doctor prescribed to me that will let me stay hard for many hours. <laughs> Oh,
1: yeah. my goodness. I have to go to the airport on Saturday, and it's literally why Carta can't drive me to the airport. Yeah, she's... I have
4: plans to use the injection. <laughs>
1: yeah, she's she's going to have a boner and can't drive me. Like, I'm going to have a boner for
4: up to four hours yeah. and really do not want to go to the airport with the hardest boner of my life. <laughs> hardest and potentially most painful, because one of the side effects, this listed as common side effect is painful penis. <laughs> oh my god
3: I'm crying my head hurts
1: hurts so bad not pain just painful Painful they're like don't make no no mistake it won't be pain somewhere else (laughs) you're gonna have such a weird day
2: well I guess not probably not weird for you, weird for me yeah,
4: yeah I mean I'm just excited, I'm I'm planning on giving those injections a test run tonight so that the first time I use them isn't, like, when I'm paying a photographer to take pictures of me and then I'm, like, crying with a boner for four hours. (laughs)
1: Right, right. That's smart. Wow. I'm really really excited to see how the casting goes.
4: Yeah, I'm excited, too. I'm surprised that there's no, like, better
1: thing. So, like herge just invented it
4: like we, right <laughs> pros in like special effects you know people who do like a lot of casting use all different kinds of like alginate and casts and there are quickset casts and casts that are better for like facial details and things mm-hmm. but like something that's pretty unique about casting a penis is that like a hard penis changes like from the inside in a way that like the rest of the body generally doesn't you know like if you're casting a face, the face doesn't deflate when you're casting it, right? <laughs> yes, that's a good point. Um, so I think it's just a problem. Like, I have seen people, like, on pro, you know, casting websites recommending basically what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, like, have have an object with two holes in it so that you can pour into one and already have it set up. Mm-hmm. I think the clona Willy people just recognize that, like... A lot of straight couples are like, Teehee, you know. <laughs> oh, wouldn't this be a sexy thing to try? With the acknowledgement that like they will mostly get it wrong and still have sex and it'll be fine. Yeah, you know, like a good present. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's definitely a all the marketing is like a gag. Yeah, yeah. Even clona willy. Clona willy. They also sexy. have
4: clone a pussy.
1: No way. They
4: do. But what? that's even I don't know, it has the sort of like fleshlight problem, which Wait. is like you take a cast of the outside of your vulva, and then the inside is just like a generic ass, you Hole. know, like fuck sleeve. <laughs> um, a generic so like,
1: asshole. But how do they, how do you see, how do you, how do you clone that? How? So basically,
4: basically you have a bowl. Uh huh, um, milk dip. Yeah, you have a bowl with the same stuff and you just like quickly you know like <laughs> I mind it you quickly put it over put it over your area and hold it there and
1: but and the stuff's th- just
4: running out yeah like the <gasps> thing about like about like fleshlights and stuff that that i find kind of upsetting aesthetically is that like fleshlights made from castings all of these parts that are normally like movable are not movable mm. so like you know like there'll be like a clitoral hood with no clit underneath it because mm-hmm. it didn't get cast, you know things like that. It, yeah. It's just kind of like yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you could do it better, but I don't. I mean, you'd have to like
1: it, it'd be so hard. You'd have to cast it in like in like a few yeah different multi multi stage three D print yeah. It. Yeah. yeah yeah totally.
4: Yeah. It's just like a dick. You know, you can kind of reproduce as like a solidish object. True. Yeah. Anyway. If anyone has better ideas this for is how to the, cast vulvas... This is making me, like, ponder philosophically, which is so Have stupid. you ever seen those dildos with foreskins? No. Um, That's cool. They make dildos with basically, like, a plastic... Or, you know, like a silicone... Thin silicone tube that you can slide all the way over them. So it's, like, fully removable for cleaning. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, for the purposes of sex, you can, like, retract the head and stuff. And it, it like, looks very real mm. and feels quite real too it's it's interesting mm. that's cool yeah i like oh. that yeah anyway um you should probably tag this episode as like not safe for work or something <laughs> huh
2: oh yeah definitely i mean that we already were there with nayland so oh yeah perfect. oh okay good good okay, good
4: yeah i imagine that they had some stuff to say that was not safe for work <laughs> yeah
1: mm-hmm.
2: they're a big fan Just...
4: they're they're a big fan of yours i
1: love nayland God, them talking like discovering what a bear was. Oh, like I that. love them so much. They're, they're so cool. Um, Rain, how are you?
2: Um, my back doesn't hurt and my neck doesn't hurt, so I'm pretty good. That's your neck, hurting. your back. <laughs> I don't have I don't have any other parts. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the full list.
1: Well, you should come visit us then. Yeah. Well not this not not soon. <laughs>
2: yeah, not soon. I have a
4: boner in Casey's going to the airport.
2: <laughs> I'm also going to the airport. Casey and I are both um, going to California. To really?
4: <laughs> Where are you going?
2: I don't know. Oh, okay. what? Yeah, I'm going next week. I don't know where I'm going. I need to figure it out. The did flesh. you just
4: buy a plane ticket that says California on it, and they did uh, Yeah, yet? there
2: was a man at the corner. He gave me a very <laughs> good deal.
1: You just sang, California, here we come at karaoke, and you just assumed that you would be there someday, right? Wait, why don't you know where you're going?
2: Uh, because I've just been busy with other things and other other people. Oh, took you just care haven't like it.
4: finalized. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. So someone, so, someone else, else is going with you.
2: I'm flying by myself and I'm meeting my family. Uh the youngest members of my family just graduated high school and they're triplets.
1: Oh my god. Wow. Um, Weird. Yeah.
2: And they they I'm the only part of my family that's in Michigan. So anytime there's like a, a big family thing, generally we miss it unless it's like, you know, every five years or so. Yeah. So since we, my parents got vaccinated early because they're elderly. I got vaccinated. Uh, everyone over there is vaccinated. My parents were like really wanted me to go. So we're gone. How long? Uh, I'm only going for a couple of days because I cannot miss work. Uh, I got, got shit to do. Ugh.
4: That's how it goes. Gross. You're
2: going for, for cool fun reasons. I'm going for family stuff, but we'll both be there, not podcasting, and then I'll come back and then we'll podcast. Yeah. It'll be great.
1: I mean, I can podcast from there.
2: I can podcast anywhere. It's podcast the magic. anywhere. Except my own goddamn home when my mouse is dead every single time <laughs> we go to podcast. Have we considered getting minutes. a mouse
4: that, that is not dog shit?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, it's funny you say that. The what is this suggestion! Top left thing on my phone is remember one wired mouse. And I look at it every day. <laughs> I look at it every single day and I don't do it because I go, ah, I don't I don't need it. I don't need it. And then it's time to record and I go, Fuck, my mouse is dead.
1: You're insane. I have an Amazon Basics wired mouse that costs $6 and I've had it for five years.
2: Wow. How does that boot taste?
4: I did this five years ago. It cost $6. Yeah, I can't believe you had to, to suck Jeffy B's. Dick to get that mouse. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you got your Casey? mouse. You you got your mouse. You ethically sourced your yeah. mouse yeah. from a good yes. company. Rain's, Rain's mouse was made by Apple, who <laughs> are good. It's very
2: yes, as we all know. Very, you good. know,
4: apples. They're good. <laughs> Duh, they're good for you. They're good for you. Yeah.
1: Keep the doctor away from me. Keep that fucker away.
4: Yeah. If um if Steve Jobs could die again, I would really like that. Carter, that's, come on. We're not talking about Steve Jobs. I'm just sharing my opinion.
1: (laughs) I would like that too. Yeah, that wouldn't be so bad. I could take it or leave it, honestly. um, Once is enough for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. (laughs) I guess you, guess you love the bourgeois. (laughs) Kidding.
4: Wow, can't believe this is the final episode of your podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you were
2: here
4: for and it. And I was here for it. I knew it.
1: Thank you for joining us for the final episode of They done There's Cardo. Wow. Yeah. Hey, no problem. Carta's gravity is so strong. Just pulled everything down. Yeah. <laughs> Casey, you is your back fucked up? No, my back is fine. It was wow. only fucked up for like a day. No, shut up. Was yeah. it really?
2: Yeah. You heard it in the most healthy, sexy way possible and it only hurt for a day.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I just I did. was just jogging to yoga <laughs> look, I haven't I haven't I haven't exercised in any way for like three whole weeks, okay? So 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 Good. leave it alone. Get Good. over okay, it. I'm right. <sighs> exercised. <forget>. So what? <laughs> I
2: forgive you for being better than me. <laughs> Carter, are you in any pain? How are
4: you doing today? I'm pretty good, honestly. Um, so I got I got a Fitbit, me and my, my spouse, EJ, both got Fitbits, mostly because I realized that in quarantine, I wasn't moving, <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, maybe if I had something on my wrist that tells me how many steps I took today, it will make me feel a little more like it would be a good idea to take a walk. And Fitbit does this thing where it, like, you know, if you have friends on it, it'll just tell you, like, oh... Your friends walk this many steps this week and I am always last. (laughs) I have come in last every week. I'm at like 15,000 steps or something and everyone else in my life is at like 40 to Mm 60,000. So given that information... Let me tell you, my body feels fine. <laughs> like I'm not doing enough to it for it to hurt.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right where you need to be. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm
4: that's fucking a, floating on clouds. That's a good idea. Perfect.
1: Do you know? What we're, do you know what we're having for dinner?
4: Yeah, shrimp and rice, baby.
1: Yeah. God bless mm. EJ. Three people is a good number. It is. It is it a is. good number. It is. Should we should we wrap up?
2: I think we should. This has been <laughs> Really amazing. I think I laughed a new ab. Um,
4: oh, I'm my glad he- I could help you.
2: Thank you for helping me accidentally exercise. My head definitely. I think that's a hernia, actually. I think, <laughs> oh,
1: I think your bowels may have serviced. If, if I did, I would not be surprised.
2: If they were like, you actually have kidney Stonehenge in there, I would be like, that makes
4: sense. Thank you. Yeah,
1: that kidney makes sense. Kidney Stonehenge.
4: Well, Ugh. um Weird. when I have casts of my dick available to purchase, I will let you know. I'll come on <laughs> to you. advertise that, then I will be the queer advertiser, yeah, that would uh, that, like, that would be such a good like <laughs> match it would be like rhyming, yeah, 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 thank you, George
1: yeah, um
4: I yeah, I'll be like. Do you ever want to get railed or rail someone with a thicker than average penis (laughs) that is not longer than average in any way and perhaps shorter than average? Well,
1: You should definitely, I mean, there should be obviously like a gift package with like the dick and the shirt about the dick.
4: Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. 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 Discounted.
1: Discounted. Yeah. Yeah. That's really smart. Just treat yourself to looking at it.
4: Yeah. Treat yourself to looking at it and wearing it if you so desire.
1: (laughs) Damn. I would be unstoppable. All right. Well on Yeah, right, yeah,
2: anyways. <laughs> that's that's good advertising right there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's all they themed.
2: It definitely is. Um is,
1: Do you I see don't this know.
4: kind of shit every episode? Yeah. Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're adorable. It's a podcast. God damn it. Actually one <laughs> time I surprised Rain by because instead of saying we're here, we're grills, talking about shit, I said we're tiny, non-viny and whiny.
2: I like that better. Yeah, it is better, and I almost shit my pants.
1: I sprung it on them.
4: Oh wow, I thought of I thought of one that I shouldn't share on the air. <laughs> is it rude? Well, I mean, it it's presumptuous. Please, please get it. Okay, please. um, the afab blab. <laughs> Oh my god. You okay, Rain?
2: Oh, I'm in so much pain, but yes.
4: (laughs) I was trying to decide if they like rage quit. (laughs)
1: Which would have been fair. I suddenly got hard. (laughs) I laughed so
2: hard that it it, like instantly didn't make noise. It just went it went it went straight to Nonverbal laughing. And then I got a and then I got a cramp.
1: All right. Well, I think we should stop torturing you then.
2: Yeah, I haven't eaten, and a combination of that and this. Oh fuck! <laughs> okay. it's, it's it's simply too much. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Yeah, I don't thank know. You. I don't know where this part of the podcast is going to land in the episode, but it'll what be good. A, what a treat! <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, it was. Uh, it was good for me. <laughs> It was it was good for me too. It was great for me. Yeah, anytime you want to have someone on to talk at length about their own body. <laughs> I'm your girl.
1: Oh, <sighs> you, you said that so seductively. I'm your girl. I'm your girl. Woo, woo! All right, I need a cold shower. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll see you next month. Folks. Bye. 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 Bye.